107.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's four minutes past eight. Thank goodness comic relief is over. Yes, a bunch of overpaid celebrities walked up Kilimanjaro. Uh, I have to tell you, provided you can survive altitude sickness, walking up Kilimanjaro is a stroll in the park. Uh, It is when you're a celebrity who doesn't have to carry any of their packs, who didn't have to put their tents up, who didn't actually have to cook any food. All they had to do was look after themselves and moan and moan and moan. Kilimanjaro is seen as what's coming on as an easy-peasy place to walk. You'd be better off walking up Scarfell or anywhere in the Peak District. It's not really that exciting. It just sounds exciting, as if they're all going to suffer from it. It's not going to happen at all. So at least we had that over, and it really was dreary. It was absolutely Boring as heck. So nice, though, to see that uh, Jonathan Ross has announced to uh, All and Sundry that the BBC never stopped trusting me, he said. No, unfortunately, is still a man who makes filthy phone calls, and that's the, uh, that's the sum total of it, I'm afraid. You know, we're all so glad the BBC kept faith, but frankly, you made a filthy phone call. It should live with you for the rest of your life. Uh, mind you, something's going to live with Kerry Katona for the rest of her days is the sad news today, and... Everybody to all together. Oh, shame, isn't it? Kerry Katona, I can't afford a pint of milk. Well, there you go. Let's have a whip round for you, shall we? This is the woman who thinks that she's made millions of pounds. Unfortunately, being bipolar, she hasn't got the faintest idea and was bleating to anybody who had listened the other day, presumably for a lot more filthy lucre for her agent. Uh, Kerry Katona will sell her sad story of how she's got no money. It's all gone. And I had to ask myself the question, if you were taking drugs and then you at the end, you know, uh, if you've earned a lot of money, if you were taking drugs and you then say, uh, I don't know where my money's gone. Perhaps we should ask drug dealers if they can start issuing receipts, you know, to supplying three bags of cocaine, 750 pounds to supplying speed, 68 pounds to supplying skunk. And so the list goes on, because at the moment, drug dealers don't provide any evidence at all of things like that. So people who don't actually know where their money has gone, that's where where money goes. In the case of Kerry's, uh, she says here, uh, she can't afford a pint of milk, and she said in other papers, but uh, yeah, Mark bled me dry. Well, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. Both of them. I mean, you only had to look on that. When she said the other day, where's all my money gone? I thought, wait a minute, at one time, there were six cars sitting on your drive. Where do you think the money went? Where do you think the money went? It went on cars. It went on going out. It went on having parties. You know, it's just... All this, I can't afford a pint of milk, is the biggest pile of garbage you've ever read in your entire life. Seeing as some bloke in here says, I found 100,000. But there's no evidence to suggest that she ever earned the millions that she thinks she earned. Because as somebody else has said in the paper today, and you take it all with a pinch of salt, if you're bipolar, you, you can't manage your money, you don't know what you've got. So how would she know that she had millions? So she's called in a money guru, presumably he must be doing it for free if she hasn't got any money, to find her millions. You haven't got millions, dear. You never had millions. It all went. You know that house you're living in, the food and the presents that you buy, you know, that's where it went. We can all say that, can't we? I remember years ago, I remember thinking, I got through 10,000 quid in about four months. And I remember thinking at the end of it, what have I got? What have I got? And you look around and you think... I haven't got anything, actually, really. Perhaps you should have made a list. Every time something went through, you, sort of, you write it down on, on a piece of paper. Makes, a lot, uh, makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Uh, Jade Goody, according to whichever paper you're reading today, because every single one is different. Either, according to uh, Max Clifford, she's on the edge of a precipice, uh, she's going to be gone by tomorrow morning, or she's going to see Shilpachetti next week. I mean, you, re- you really have got no idea. But I was right. 
that it will be a funeral cortege, the like of which you probably haven't seen for ages and ages. Somebody will be paying for it. They say it's a 21-car cortege. Didn't know she knew 21 people to fill enough cars, but there you go. And uh, it's going to be one of those nice uh, carriages, you know, the glass-fronted, drawn by the horses and all the rest of it. And apparently, uh, even though she doesn't live anywhere near Bermondsey, it's with a firm that featured on that programme on the television, uh, which I think was called Don't Drop the Coffin. Uh, it's a very fascinating book, fascinating, but they're, they're going to be doing it. 21 cars, including a Daimler limo once used by the Queen, Mum, and a Rolls-Royce formerly owned by the Sultan of Brunei. So that's very... What difference it make? I mean, I hate to point out the blindingly obvious, but it's a bit of a shame that you're not going to be there to enjoy it. Because you think something like that, why don't they just do a rehearsal? I mean, the Queen Mum must have been delighted to see her own funeral before she'd actually got to it. Because Diana's funeral was the Queen Mum's. They didn't have anything in place for Diana at all. But they've also said that Jade wants... That she's going to be buried in a churchyard. They've already told you where she's going to be buried. And I'm thinking, this is a bit unwise, knowing how many crackpots there are nowadays... People will go up there, they'll, they'll graffitiise it. It'll just be awful. You know, cremation's so much easier, I think. But depending on which, which paper you believe uh, determines on how long she's going to live. I think, seeing as how feisty she was the other day, I've, I've said she's going to go for a long, long time just to annoy Jack Tweed, which, of course, will make everybody very happy indeed. Uh, Prince Harry was out on the town the other night, a little bit disappointed for him, with pink uh, nail varnish. Now, I know nothing about uh, whether Harry swings both sides of the fence or anything like that, but he was also wearing pink boxer shorts. Now, we've all had that. Come on, hands up, come on. You've all done it, where you've washed a red T-shirt in with your underwear and everything's come out pink and you've had to pretend that was the colour you bought in the first place. Come on, you've all done it. But uh, Harry was out the other day. Um, I did ask the question the other week, because while, while Harry's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a ladies' man, William just looks like a drip. He goes out there. He can't dance. He is the nerd in the corner. Everybody get yeah, lovely, dear. Off you go. You need to carry on with your thing. Harry, cool. let's go home with Harry. He's going to take you back to Clarence House. You can walk the corridors that the old Queen Mum used to walk. I mean, that's the big selling point as far as I'm concerned. Really good stuff. So that's, that's the front pages of the papers today. News of the World, Jade, hours from death. Kerry, Mark bled me dry. And um, what was the other one? Oh, yes, uh, Harry's night out with pink nail varnish in the Daily Mail. That, of course, will be de rigueur. Very shortly, all these people who live in the country will be going, I think pink nail varnish is really in, you know. It's not a, not a girly colour. Jade's final hours, according to the Daily Star. And uh, the mirror, Kerry, he has bled me dry. She launches probe into four secret accounts. Didn't we all predict ages ago? Everybody already told her that's what was going to happen. But unfortunately, she, um, she didn't realise. Too daft, too dumb, I suspect. So, yesterday, I did go out... And I did go and cuddle snow leopards. I have to tell you, it's a humbling experience. I didn't think... I mean, well, you don't in your life. You know, somebody, it's like sort of somebody saying, OK, today we're going to go to the moon. And they put you in a space rocket and they send you, uh, send you off to the moon. You go, Gee, I never thought I'd do that. So we, we took some photos yesterday. We've got a little bit of footage, but I don't think that's on there. And we stuck it on YouTube. You can find it, Steve Allen... I think Steve Allen's Snow Leopard, or so, that, that, that'll find it on YouTube. And you get a lovely, some lovely series of photos of these gorgeous Snow Leopard cubs, just about at the size where you can't play with them anymore. And we did go down to this fantastic place called the Cat Survival Trust, which is in Hertfordshire. It's all I shall tell you. I'll give you that there is a web address at the end of the little film that we put on YouTube. And it's got these wonderful animals in there some of which are very tame, but many of them are wild animals. They're in cages, and they've got some cheetahs down there. 
Well, you've no... I mean, unless you've been that close... You know when you go to a zoo and you're standing there and you're about four feet away from the bars? This time, you're up against the bars. And when these things go and throw themselves at the bars, you know what it must be like if you're an animal being chased by one of them. Fantastic experience. I mean, really, a fantastic experience. Terry, who uh, took us round, Dr Terry Moore and his wife, it's a labour of love for them. It's absolute labour of love. And what they do... Because, as far as I know, it's the only British charity devoted to the care, rescue and conservation of wildcat species. And they've got about, I think, 33 wildcats down there. It's not a zoo. Don't ever overthink that it's like that. I I think if you quiz Terry on it, zoos are completely different. Here, it's a conservation programme. They breed snow leopards. And they're very successful. They're very, very successful. They're working on a shoestring. They're working on absolute peanuts... I don't know how they get by. It's, it's an old farm down there. I think uh, they used to have... Well, he didn't, but they, they bought it off somebody who used to have chickens. They had, it was a battery farm, so they got rid of all, all the chickens. And now they've got all these cages put in. Loads of volunteers who give of their, their time. I mean, it's a unique charity. What they need is money. Because the work that they do, you'll, you'll never see the like again. And you, you can join. And it's really... It's just ludicrously cheap. And the reason it's ludicrously cheap... Uh, is because they want to get people in who are interested in these animals. And it's something like, uh, I think, £9 for an ordinary subscription. I think for a senior citizen, it's something like 4 or £5. I think you, you add £2, so it's £6 for a senior citizen, and then £4 every year. And, and it's just fantastic. You can go down there. You have to be escorted because these are, these are wild animals. But it's just phenomenal. The work he does down there. Go and check it out on YouTube. Go and have a look at the pictures. And the, the lovely little snow leopard that I'm cuddling was brain damaged. It will get better, but at the moment it walks a bit lopsided. But I promise you, they're like giant bundles of fur. Except It's like, it's like a giant pussycat, but bigger. And, then, and I said to Terry, I said, do they get any bigger than this? He said, yep, that's their mum and dad. And you're looking at something the size of a Great Dane. These things are just, they're stunningly beautiful. Stunningly beautiful. So go and check it out on YouTube. If, if you can't find it, just type in Steve Allen, LBC's Snow Leopard, and it will probably come up fairly quickly. OK, so more on that a little bit later on. And I think we've got more, more pictures to put up as well. But it's, it's well worth joining or send them a donation or something like that. Because what they do, remember the programme on the television where some bloke said, two years it took me to film a snow leopard in the wild. Because very few survive. They, they down there have a huge success rate and it would have saved them a lot of time. If you've seen the film The Golden Compass, they used a lot of the snow leopards filmed down at the Cat Survival Trust for that as well. They should have been paid a fortune because the work they do is just tremendous. Listen, it's uh, quarter past eight. It's Steve Allen's breakfast. It's on Sunday. Well, it is, and it's glorious. It's absolutely beautiful. You might as well get up and enjoy. With the travel, Louise Rundle. Good morning. Well, in Enfield, the Ridgeway has now reopened. Steve Allen. Light up, light <coughs> Sorry. We thought we'd do that, actually, because that was funnier than anything that was on Comic Relief. Those two fat blokes, Corden and whatever, I'm sorry. Gavin and Stacey, fine. Rest of you, rubbish. Your film, rubbish. Reviews, fantastic, because they all said it was rubbish. Not funny anymore, OK? Get over yourself. Oh, just in case anybody was worried about where some of Kerry Katona's money went, such an actress, just... You know, it's just garbage, isn't it, really? OK, here is where some of it went. I'll, I'll explain this to you, Kerry, very slowly, love. 
two Range Rovers, two sporty BMWs, an Audi R8, two Ducati bikes, four Porsches, two Mercedes, two Aston Martins, Lamborghini, Porsche Cayenne, Chrysler Voyager, Kia Sedona, obviously a bad day there, Ice Blue Classic Mini Cooper and a Nissan, totalling 1.4 million. Do you want to explain to you any more? You've lost your contract with OK Magazine because you're a pile of rubbish. You're, you're OK. Your appearance on this morning was nothing short of traumatic for everybody concerned, especially when you turned to Philip Schofield and said, are you saying I'm uh, uh, drunk? And he went, no. And the rest of the country's shouting, I think he is. You know, nobody really gives a stuff about you, Kerry. Nobody cares, I'm afraid. There's far more important things in the world to worry about somebody who can't work out where her money's gone. I've just given you a list. However, my favourite piece of television of the week, and I do have favourite pieces of television, it's where something gets really feisty. And it got quite feisty on the Alan Titchmar show. Quite feisty. When Carol Malone was there, and we've got to do something about the hair, Carol. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan, as you know, because we used to use Carol years ago, before she was famous. And, uh, and now she's, she's sort of grown this hair. It's a little bit... It's the, I don't know. I don't know how to sort of put it. It's, there's too much of it. There's too much of it. But anyway, she was on the panel with Julie Myerson. And also, I think Ken Livingston was on there, so it became ultimately dreary for me. But Julie Myerson was trying to tell Carol Malone on the Alan Titchmarsh show that she'd written a book exposing her son's cannabis habit because she adored him and because she wanted to help him and other families experiencing the same trauma. And I'm shouting, it's a pile of baloney. It's a pile of baloney. We don't like you, Julie Myerson. Nick Ferrari said this woman is obsessed with publicity. And Carol Malone says, I told her she was talking twaddle. Julie Myerson is a greedy, ecocentric hypocrite. She's made a career and lots of money divulging secrets about her family. You remember back in 2000 she blackened her own father's name claiming he'd been sexually inappropriate and horribly cruel to her as a child and she wrote a book on the strength of it. He's dead of course. Later she backtracked and said memories at that time were a little bit hazy. She's very well versed with playing the media. Quite awful. Quite awful. She wrote a a supposedly anonymous column in a national newspaper about her children. When they finally realised it was about them, they were teased at school and it was absolutely awful. It's a pity, says Carol, this writer and joke of a mother has so little imagination she can only humiliate and expose the secrets of the people she's supposed to love. As uh, she says here, if I was one of her children, I'd be taking skunk as well. Although the truth of the matter is, skunk is highly dangerous. I mean, I didn't believe a word that Julie Myerson said. She came over to me as just somebody who craved the limelight and was so desperately cracked upstairs that she had no idea and had lost her way completely. Her son doesn't talk to her. Nobody seems to like her in the family. And I hated her even more by watching her on the Alan Titchmarsh show. Skunk is very dangerous. The reason it's very dangerous is that it completely sends you around the twist. People smoke cannabis and they go, oh, yeah, I can do cannabis. Skunk is something completely different. I know somebody who'd been sectioned through skunk. He seriously believed that he owned a Lamborghini, he had a successful business to go to, and they put them in a hospital in Ealing where you have to sort of go through security and there's police all over the place and barb what you've never seen like it. And this is because somebody's on skunk. So I don't doubt it at all. But generally speaking, if children start taking drugs, there's something the matter at home. And I suspect the thing is, in this particular case, a ghastly mother. Also, the papers today, uh, a million pensioners are being underpaid because of Gordon Brown's overcomplicated means-tested benefits system. Why can't we just give it to people? Why can't we just sort of have... You're an old-age pensioner, you look like you're an old-age pensioner, there you go, have some benefit. There's a guy in the paper today who's one of these who was uh, one of the complaining uh, Muslims, one of these extremists. So uh, Such small numbers, very small numbers, but you should still be a little bit worried because this one sponges off the state. The country in which he uh, claims all his money is the country supporting him and the country that he seems to dislike so much. So why don't we just stop his benefit? He looks perfectly able to work to me. 
You just have to, you know, somebody was saying to Nick Ferrari, send them back. They're British-born. There's nowhere for them to go back apart from it. We just take away benefits. So much easier, isn't it? You're not having any more benefits. Why? Because we think you should get off your fat bottom and go out and work, like the rest of the country. Ridiculous. Rob says, very nice snow leopard pictures on YouTube. You want to pick them up? The only problem I had was going home in the car is you can smell snow leopard. I can't describe what it is, but when I got in, I did take all my clothes off. Unfortunately, I was standing in the street at the time, and it was a little bit embarrassing, but I've done it before, and, you know, get your picture in the local paper. But I did take everything off because I could smell snow leopard everywhere. But they're just like giant bundles of, of fur, except they've got very, very big paws. Very, very big paws. Very nice. Uh, Steve, uh, says Chris, down your way. Next Sunday, the 22nd, an old London transport bus event taking place around Kingston. 30 vintage buses giving free rides all around the Kingston, Hampton, Court and Sandown Park location. All the buses are over 50 years old. The event's based at Sandown Park Racecourse. Further details can be got from the internet. Just Google it and tap in Kingston 2009. OK, so you can go. that sounds nice. Next Sunday, I quite fancy that idea. Quite fancy that idea. Because, you know, I went on one of these uh, old Routemaster buses through London. By God, it was fab. Really good. Well, so many good things you can do. But I did go to France and I went on Friday. Uh, I've never been to Paris before. I've driven round Paris. I've never actually stopped off in it. What an experience. What an experience Paris is. It was a, a birthday treat uh, for me from a couple of friends, John and uh, Helena. So we went first class <laughs> on Eurostar. OK, dead easy check-in. Just remember to take your passport. And you get on and you've got reserved seat. And you get, uh, on the time that we went up, I think we were about eight... 8.13 or something from St Pancras, which is a great station. And you get, like, a breakfast, but it's like an airline breakfast. It comes in a... Th- you can either have the omelette or you could have um, the cooked breakfast, which all comes in little trays and unlimited tea and coffee and rolls and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's quite nice. So you arrive in, in Paris right in the middle, having gone through two big tunnels, and you have to keep swallowing. Now, I'm quite well-versed, surprisingly, in swallowing because I've done a lot of flying. And so I'm well aware that if you take sweets with you, because every time you go into a tunnel, and at the speed you're actually going, it's, your ears pop. So I was swallowing like mad. You know, I've, I've had flights like that before, where the moment I've got on, I've started. And you get the other end. If you've got a cold, it's not very pleasant. So we, we go through the tunnels, and this thing pelts along. I mean, it, I don't know what speed we were going, but it was very fast. And you eventually end up in Gardenau, right in the centre of Paris, which is lovely. And... And thus began a day of trying to get round as many sites as possible uh, without either being ripped off uh, or being exposed to people cheating. Within ten minutes, we'd experience both. Within ten minutes. If you're not savvy, you could fall prey to all sorts of con artists in Paris. Uh, Plus, it's very expensive. Very expensive. What we bought was a little ticket for going on their underground. But their underground, the carriages run on wheels... They're rubber tyres. It's really bizarre. And, and they have, by their, by their doors, where you get on and off, little seats. So, in other words, there's people pushing past... I mean, and they do push. Oh, do they put... So, of course, I was kicking. Get off! You know, doing all this kind of... Being the typical British tourist, going, poo, it smells. Poo, it smells in here. Because everybody's on top of you. I mean, you've got to watch your wallet, because you get a lot of pickpockets on the underground. So, anyway, so that the train comes in, and we decide to, first of all, go to Montmartre. Well, it's typically French. It really is typically French. We wanted to go up to Sacré-Cœur, 
And you know Paris is on a hill, so it's all steps and stairs and the little railway that takes you up to Sacré-Cœur. But before we got there, we go down this little side street. I can understand why people come to this country, because here we have charity shops. Over there, they have sort of big open spaces where there's a load of rags thrown in a thing and people pick through them. At least here it's all ironed and it's got a barcode and it's hanging up and it's quite nice. But over there, it's, it's, it's completely different. Within two minutes, I'd seen what I hadn't seen on the streets of London for ages and ages. Somebody doing the three-card trick. Now, the three-card trick over there, and they've started doing it here, this time involves three circles, three discs. And underneath one of them is a little round pellet. And all you've got to do is watch the pellet. I can tell you now, you will never, ever win it. Because whichever one you think it's under, it isn't. You know, even on the three-card trick. Even if I explained it to you, you'd never, you'd never get it in a million years. Somebody can explain it to you. You watch an experienced person doing the three-card trick, and it's fantastic. Over there, they're using the discs, which they've started using in the West End of London. And you can always spot where they are, because they'll have two upturned crates, and on the top of it will be a piece of cardboard with these three circles. And I looked, I thought, three, they're doing the three-card trick thing over here. Well, it's run by, over there, I can only just describe them as even bigger crooks than over here, because I was explaining to John Warrington, because standing around were five people. There's the bloke doing it, and in front of him is four people. They're all in on the game. Every single one of them is in on the game. The idea is to get some poor sucker to come in, and somebody there, there was a woman, and there were three other fellows, yeah, yeah, it's that one, it's that one, it's that one. Only in French. It's, it's, it's this one, this one. And they were doing that, and all the rest of it. And I'm pointing out to John, and I'm saying, she's in on it, the bloke over there is in on it, and they're looking for a sucker to go past. So if they make 20 quid off him, that's 20 quid. You do that four times an hour, you're doing quite well. So anyway, one of these blokes turned around and he says to me in perfect English, why don't you F off? Which I thought was very... And so, of course, I, I returned the compliment to him. Only I added a few extra choice words. And, uh, and I was still pointing... I was pointing them out to John. I was going, crooks, 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 crooks. And this bloke was getting really angry. So I love things like that. I love it to pieces. So anyway, I decided to forego that little bit of pleasure. Gives me something to talk about on the programme. And we go up to Sacré-Cœur. You've only got to get to the bottom of the church and you're besieged by... Uh, blokes from, I don't know where they're from, they could be Sierra Leone, Africa, but what they're selling are wristbands. They look like cheap, silly little bits of string, and they try and lift your... I thought he wanted to kiss me, so I punched him. I said, don't try that, matey, with me. You know, just because we're in France, you know, we don't do that kind of thing. We're British. And they've got all the, all the things. Yes, please, please, come do the... And get off. But unfortunately, they don't take no for an answer. So if you're a lone woman, you take your life in your hands. My advice is kick them in the small spherical objects that are hanging just beneath their waist, and I promise you they'll leave you alone very quickly. But the worst was yet to come. The worst was yet to come. Just when you thought it got easier, you think going into a church would be easy, it got worse. This is LB.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. The lovely Russell Hargreaves. Be back at uh, quarter two with a rugby special. I've got to get home quick today, because once the rugby fans start arriving, there's no chance of getting there. Uh, according to Warren, top speed on Eurostar is 155 miles an hour. Fine in the daylight, but when we came back, it was dark, and the train was wobbling from side to side. And I thought, I'd quite like to see where I'm going. Quite like to see where I'm going. Uh, Warren is just in from Mumbai. Now, they have tigers, or is it lions? No, they have ti tigers. Not as good as the pictures of me on YouTube. I'll make sure we put a link up to that later. Well, no, in fact, you, you should remember it, shouldn't you? 
If you just go to Steve Allen, type in Steve Allen's Snow Leopards, and you will get the uh, the lovely pictures with a little bit of um, little bit of music as well. Absolutely gorgeous, they really are. But the, the work they do down at the Cat Survival Trust. Take the hat off to uh, to Terry and his wife. How they get by with no money, I've got no idea. Uh, Bev says, oh, before we actually go back to uh, to Francais, uh, I visited a shop. This was the Cecil Court Street shop. And she told me, tell, told me in Mozart's time, the shop was a barber. And on, on a European tour, it was where he had his first haircut. The shop was also used as the shop in the Yellow Pages advert, where the old man went looking for the book Fly Fishing by J.R. Hartley. <laughs> what a mine of information you all are. Thank you for that, Bev. And thank you for the birthday greetings. It's not, not till Tuesday, but believe me, it creeps up very quickly. So anyway, having run the gauntlet in Montmartre, uh, of the uh, of the people doing the three-card trick and being shouted at in perfect English, uh, using the foot word, and then the people trying to put the bracelets, worse was yet to come. You then, um, the, your little ticket that you've got, which takes you on the railway, takes you on a railway up the side of the... It saves you walking upstairs, and to be quite honest, at my age, you know, sedan chairs would be the way forward, as far as I'm concerned. So we get this little tiny railway, which is like a little, little peak railway. It just goes up and stops at the top, and you get out, and you're besieged... Outside all the churches, and we did Notre Dame, we did Sacrica, um, with Romanian beggars. Exactly the same ones that we've got over here. Over, over here, they actually clean your windscreen and show you their gold teeth. Over there, uh, they just want money. But they speak perfect English. Obviously, we, ha- we must have the word tourist stamped all over us. Because they go up and they go, you speak English? You sp-? And I always go, no. And they go, oh, sorry. And they walk away. It's fantastic. They're so amazingly dumb. But watch them, because they pickpocket as well. So you've got to be very careful. And there's gangs of them. So as fast as you've negotiated one lot, you encounter another lot. But inside Sacré-Cœur, it is quite something else. I'm, I'm a bit taken with churches, and I particularly like Catholic churches, mainly because you get loads of candles and incense. And they were celebrating a saint's day. Or was that Notre Dame? One of them, they, they were doing something, and it was just fantastic. Big, big churches, big incense, and, and just, just very impressive. A lot of people, little... It had to be Catholic, because everywhere you went, buy candles, buy candles. Little tea... I mean, in fact, we actually had a bit of an issue, because their tea lights were two euros, and two euros is about two pounds. And so I was, I was trying to find one of the clergy there to say, listen... If you, if you go to Ikea, you can get bags of tea lights much cheaper than the ones that you're buying here, and they're better value, and perhaps you could get it sponsored, because I thought £2 for one, one tea light was pushing the boat out a bit. And they had other candles, which were €5, Euros, so it's about £5, and, and I said to the, the, same, the same clergyman there, I said, these are, are much cheaper in England. Would you like me to start an import-export business for you, because I can save you loads of money, and people get better value. And uh, you can speak a word of English. So we didn't buy a candle. Helena bought two cat, two little tea lights. So my advice is, if you're going there, take your own tea lights, OK? And it's two euros. So the euro at the moment is roughly a euro a pound. Whatever it is, it makes eating out and drinking pretty expensive. The best places, and we didn't heed the advice that I was offered before we went from you, dear listener, which was don't eat on the, the main drag, you know, don't eat on the Champs-Élysées. Not that there's anywhere to eat on the Champs-Élysées unless you go further up towards the Arc de Triomphe. But uh, eat at some of the little backstreet places. Because we looked at one place and it was... Um, you had great views of the Eiffel Tower, provided you sort of peered around the side and you had a hand mirror. And it was, it was great. But we looked at the price thing outside there and they were doing a club sandwich. This is just an ordinary table and chair place. It was probably because it was a location, like in the middle of a traffic island. A club sandwich was £26. Now, 
you know, I'm 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 not mean by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm blowed if I'm going to be lining some bloke's pocket to tune twenty six quid. A hamburger was £20. This is just an ordinary... But we're not talking anything really fancy. We're talking sitting on the pavement, if you please. So we go over the road, and there's, a, there's another one. And we have a look there, and they did this thing called Croque Monsieur. You know it better as cheese and ham on toast, OK? But it sounds better to go, oh, you want Croque Monsieur? So we had three of those and three cups of coffee. Or well, two cups of coffee and a, and, a, and a lemon tea. And that was 46 quid. Okay, seems a lot of money, doesn't it? So be prepared. However, we did because we did do uh, Sacre Coeur, we did do uh, Notre Dame because you have to if you're going to go to Paris and do it all in a day. We didn't go up the Eiffel Tower because I didn't want to queue, but we saw the Eiffel Tower. We took pictures. Uh, We did do a riverboat cruise on the Seine uh, just to get us further down so that we could go down, do Notre Dame and then walk back. Uh, so we could do the Louvre as well. The thing is, uh, if we'd used the pass, and you could only buy this pass for the day, that was the, and that was twelve euros, about twelve pounds for the for the boat pass. And so then we 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 got off at Notre Dame, crossed over. They're selling postcards all over the place. Some of them terribly expensive. Some of them very very cheap. Mainly, it's a load of old tat. You'll be everywhere you go. There'll be uh, African guys selling you a little Eiffel Tower. And they've got huge, giant metal rings. In fact, if you were a magician, you'd probably think they were about to do the, the linking rings for you. But they've got all these little Eiffel Towers stuck on them and they're offering those for sale. So the school kids buy them. Anybody else avoids them like the plague. So we do that. We go to the Louvre. You have to pay to go in the Louvre. We just wanted to go to the toilet. because by that, And you go down in the basement. You go into that glass pyramid that's in the middle. And the Louvre seems to run for miles, for city block, for city block. And we go down to the basement, they've got shopping arcade, bought a few things down there. I bought an umbrella and two things for the bathroom. Funny, you go to the Louvre and you buy something for the bathroom. And we didn't actually go in the Louvre because you had to pay to go in and we didn't have the time. So we walked back through Le Jardin de Tuileries. And then we came back and then we walked up the Champs-Élysées. And we decided to have three glasses of champagne. So that was £36, the three glasses of champagne. And then we managed to negotiate our way back onto the underground. Uh, Got to the station de Garde Nord, got on the train... And you have your evening meal. I had a lovely mushroom risotto and as much alcohol in first class as you can sink a battleship with. So it's kind of worth it. Little did they realise that I'm well versed in doing alcohol on trains. So all in all, very nice. Came back, very tired bunnies, but it was lovely. You can do Paris in a day. I mean, you don't have to do the things that we did. You can just go over there and perhaps spend a day at the Louvre and you don't have to go first class. You can go economy, which is just as good. They've got a buffet car. It's just that we decided to do it because it was a special day. And uh, and a nice day was had by all. So uh, Paris nice at a price. Watch the beggars. Watch the people who are, who are pickpocketing and doing all the other stuff like that. The one thing you'll notice over there that, that... In fact, there's a number of things, actually. Firstly, the one thing that they don't have over there, too many of, pigeons. They don't have too many pigeons. The reason is... They don't have any of these revolting fast food places that we've got here. They really don't have them. They have pavement cafes and stuff like that. But there's no fast food junk places, the like of which we have in in Leicester Square. So, in other words, if you you were a tourist coming to London, there's no end of cheap places that you could eat in. Far cheaper than you could ever eat in Paris. So, So the great thing is they don't have many pigeons, which is fantastic. The other thing that they have loads of, that we appear not to have many of, police. 
We saw, the funniest thing there, we saw police on bikes. I know we've got police on bikes around the Twickenham area in different parts of London. But every time you walked out there, police. And then we saw police on rollerblades. Six policemen on rollerblades. I mean, it looked like something out of San Francisco. Uh, so that, that's fairly good. Warren tells me they hang around in groups. Two weeks ago I was there and they did my head in. I don't know why the French police let them get away with begging outside their lovely cathedrals. I don't know our either. Uh, but there were police... All over the place. Police with, with guns, police not with guns, police on the roller skates, police on the bikes and stuff like that. But there's police everywhere. So I thought that was quite good. In fact, we need far more police on our streets. Far more police on our streets. It's always, I'm always willing to pay a little bit extra, I think. Uh, on the subject of Eurostar, Ray and Balham says, Viv and I have travelled on Eurostar to Lille in northern France a few times. As the wheelchair facilities are in first class, the tourists can travel at the regular fare. Brilliant. It's lovely, isn't it? It's just, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of train journeys. I really am. I, I, we did we did Blackpool on a on a train, and I liked that as well. I really I really liked it a lot. I love looking out the window and looking at the countryside that we've got. Unfortunately, most most of this is underground, but it's it's still good. It's still good. James says, uh, "Thank you for the tip on Paris. I shall get off at Lille instead. At least there aren't bonkers women like the one in Cecil Court. I hope she was up to her shenanigans again last week." really ought to sort her out. Got a plan. I'll buy you a coffee and then come along with a load of bad photocopies of maps. You keep her talking and I'll fill the shelves. <laughs> Actually, I'm delighted to say that lots of you went down on Saturday to the Grant Museum. Yesterday, I keep th- Saturday, yesterday. And, uh, and had a really, really good time down there. So well done. Young people love it. Young people love it. They're not the m- remotely phased by items in cabinets. So well done to everybody who went down there and I hope that they, uh, they took some, some money. Uh, Julie says, I took my mum first-class Eurostar for her 60th few years ago. We were stunned at the type hanging around the taxi queue outside the station. Unbelievably had a cigarette ripped from her lips. She says, so go to Paris, get mugged for a cigarette. Well, they do. They hang around all over the place. Outside the station, we, we went outside. And I found it quite, quite interesting. So there you go. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Morning, Dawn. She says, for people following you on Twitter, there's a link there on your Twitter page to your new YouTube video and a link for a picture of you holding a cub. Very cute. And the listeners can go to your Twitter page for the links. I'm guessing that Darren put them there. You're quite right. Aren't the cubs cute? Isn't the cub cute? Oh, dear, the best ever. The best ever. Look at the time. Quarter to nine. Don't forget Julie Peasgood is going to be with us. Sorry, what? Oh, right, OK. Uh, so Julie P's good. It's a private conversation. I might let you in on it a bit later on. Julie will be with us after the news at uh, nine. We take all your texts and emails. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Eurostar's top speed, 186 miles an hour above ground. That's practically taking off speed, isn't it? I would have thought 186. No idea. But strangely enough, Kerry says, I've just saw the f- uh, photos of the snow leopards. How cute. Did you see the glass confessional boxes in Notre Dame? They do confessions in many languages. As if I had anything, Kerry-Anne, to confess. As if. As if. Uh, Eileen says, I've just u- viewed the photos on YouTube. What a lucky fellow you are to get up close with these beautiful creatures. You made my day. I'll certainly add a visit to the Cat Survival Trust, my ever-increasing list of things to do. Meanwhile, I should go back to bed and snuggle up with my very own Siamese cat, Poppy. She's lovely, too. You want to cuddle one of these things? Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. 14 to 9 is the time. With the travel, it's Louise Rundle. Good morning. Well, coming into town at Hammersmith. Steve Allen. 
Morning, everybody. 12 minutes tonight. It's nice when you can share an experience. If you've been somewhere, then other people, like Sally, for example, says, glad you had a lovely time in Paris. I could have told you about the African bracelet sellers. They've got them in all cities in France, not just Paris. Strangely enough, in uh, Lanza Grotti, where we went, they had the African women who were doing the braiding of the hair. So all the little girls had their hair braided. But it's the fellows of the bracelet. One of them sort of tried to pick up my hand to put this bracelet on, and I'm, I nearly laid him out. Because I thought, there's nothing worse, because I've, you know, had my watch on. And I thought, you've got to be very careful with these people. Uh, Richard says, I've just watched the Julie Myerson interview with Jeremy Paxman on YouTube. I totally agree with you and Nick with regards to the exploitation of her son and her attempts to court the media to publicise the book. Certainly hasn't done her son any justice, and I would hope the book sales go through the floor. I like the way that Paxman ripped her to bits. The trouble is, she's so egotistical. So egotistical, this woman. She, she's well-versed in it. Well-versed in it. And I love the way that Carol Malone ripped into her completely. Uh, Noreen. Morning, Noreen. Enjoyed the conversation with Alison Stedman. She's lovely. I shall look on YouTube later. We only watch bits of Comic Relief, The Apprentice, Royal Family. Can't be done with the rest. I agree with you. I can't either. It is terribly boring. Um, Paul the Cabby says, Tell Kerry Katona, Iceland, sell milk. Perhaps they'll give her a discount. That's a good idea. I like that. Uh, Catherine says, could drug dealers be offset against tax tax debts? Tax debts. I think it could be. I see no reason why it could not be. If you are an addict for drugs and you need to buy them, then why why could you not offset that? I think you actually can. Uh, Emma in Gillingham. So uh, say hello to my partner, Phil, working in uh, Peckham Bus Garage. So sad for poor Kerry Katona. Not. (laughs) Fantastic. 84850, uh, Did you go to the Morparnassa Tower? Uh, I didn't. Actually, Sheila, I didn't. Uh, Phil says, I might be a bit of a saddo, but I clocked the Eurostar with sat-nav at 195 miles an hour in this country. It's not possible. It can't do 195, can it? I think that's taking off speed, I think. Uh, I don't know what the French for mind the gap is, which is probably why I fell down the hole on the metro. Luckily, I managed to pull myself out before the train moved off. You're all right there, because they're on rubber tyres. Rubber tyres. Went to Paris 12 years ago, says Keith. Very expensive. Very expensive. We thought we'd do, we thought we'd do another one, actually. We thought what we'd try and do over the course of this year is pick a different uh, European city. We thought we might go to um, Spain, somewhere in Spain that's only a couple of hours away. Where would we go to in Spain? Not, um, no, not Barcelona. Where do we go to? We went there a short while ago. And I can't, it's only like two hours on the plane. We thought we could do that. We thought we could do, well, anywhere, really. I fancy Cleethorpes. That's quite nice, isn't it, in the, uh, in the summer? Uh, we did see the artists in Montmartre. Terribly expensive. I looked at one guy. Strange enough, he was Chinese, but he was doing pictures of bicycles leaning up against. I thought, oh, that's quite nice. I said, just a matter of interest, how much is it? And he said, uh, the 405 euros. I thought, that's 405 pounds. Of course, we all carry that with us, don't we? Well, actually, I did, but it doesn't matter. And, uh, but we didn't bother with that. And then somebody started to do one of these silhouettes for, for John. And John went, no, don't, I'm not going to buy it. Don't, don't even waste your time cutting the thing up, which was good. So we did, we did go there. Uh, another one here. How did you find British immigration at Garden Nord? I found it took ages, and boy, they were miserable, says George. They certainly took longer uh, coming back than we did going out. A lot longer. You know, take your passports out of its holder. Why? Can't you open a book? And then you've got to take everything out of your pockets and everything else. And we went through Luckily, obviously, their things are set a bit lower than the ones in the airport. Because every time I go through the airport, my belt sets it off, my money sets it off, a needle sets All sorts of stuff sets it off. But there, um, you know, it's, it, it did take a little bit of time. And you get a bit stressed. Because I tell you, it must be us. I consider the Brits abroad terribly polite. All the foreigners 
I think, are so rude. People shove and push and everything. Over here, people don't. Over there, they do. Terrible. Uh, Maria says, the East Europeans play this game by TK Maxx in Leytonstone. This is the, the three-card thing, but with the discs. It's been doing the rounds, so be very, very careful. Uh, another one here. that says, um, uh, the same Muslims that we saw in the paper this week are at Hyde Park Speaker's Corner on Sunday, says Martin. Can't think of anything worse. Uh, did you see, experience anything actually typically French? Well, I think uh, the Eiffel Tower is typically French. The Seine is typically French. Uh, I think Sacré-Cœur is very French, hence being called Sacré-Cœur. Notre-Dame's very French. Um, we thought sitting at a pavement cafe is typically French. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Anne says the East Europeans were doing the district a year ago down Walthamstow Market. The Stooges, posing as punters, won 20 quid every time. Of course, because what they're looking for is somebody to put it down, and they will then say to them, as with the three-card trick, it's there, it's there, I know it's there, put 50 on that, put 50 on that. So, of course, the punter gets, no, it's not there. And the guy will lift it up and he'll go, right, where is it? And he'll show you it underneath it. Put the thing down again. Next time he lifts it, it ain't there. It's as simple as that. You, you never will win on it. Um, Jean says, the three-card trick is rife in Benidorm. People don't listen when we say it's a con and lose lots of money. Uh, Graham in Medway, know what you're going to say. The verger in Sacrica is always shushing people to keep quiet, no pictures. Do you know, the one thing you'll find that the French avoid is if it says no, no pictures, which it does in Sacrica and Notre Dame, people take pictures. If it says, do not smoke here, like on the stations, people light up. People light up. And they don't, they don't take any notice of stuff like that at all. They really don't. Ray in Barkingside says, uh, so how were the Parisian cappuccinos? A fiver each. They were pretty expensive. Cheaper to drink here. In fact, the only blooming Starbucks I saw, saw was at um, uh, the Louvre underneath, which is good. Uh, another one here. Um, Boris says, you profess to love all things theatre and yet you never go to see anything. I see absolutely everything. What are you talking about? You silly girl's blouse. Goodness me. Uh, Steve, fed up with the same rubbish in the papers every week. Well, it's, it is in the papers every week. Well, at the moment it's Jade Goody and after she dies it will be Jade Goody. Although, strangely enough, the papers are saying this morning uh, she'll be dead by tomorrow morning. And then other papers are saying... Uh, she's going to see Shilpachetti next week. They can't make up their mind. Although, strangely enough, people are saying, because people worry about these things, on how, how death will come. Because she's on such a high dose of morphine uh, to keep her comfortable, she will be all but unconscious. She'll sleep through everything. At the moment, I think she was going to have visitors the other day, Max said, and then uh, she didn't have visitors because uh, she was just sleeping. And that's what will happen. Her, her breathing becomes very shallow, infrequent. The body basically is starved of oxygen. And uh, she'll be pale because her circulation is sluggish. And just she'll just sleep more and more. And then, of course, the kidneys stop filtering and, I think, detoxifying the blood so the poison's built up. And when the liver stops functioning, you don't get the production of the enzymes and the hormones. But she won't be suffering. There's no suffering involved at all. She'll be in a, a sort of a dream-like state. They always say the last senses to go will be hearing. So she can hear everything that people will be saying to her. That's how it works. Your last sense... How they know this, I've got no idea. But the last senses that go will be hearing. So she'll be not aware of what's going on. She'll be in this euphoric and dreamlike state. And then, uh, as is usual in these sort of cases, when the end finally comes, it'll be peaceful, calm and very, very gentle. So whether it's going to be tomorrow or next week, it's going to happen at some point. At the moment, she's struggling because she's panicking. It's like... I don't know if you've ever had an operation years ago. If, if you went to... 
hospital and they gave you a, an injection to send you to sleep, you start fighting it because you think, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not used to this feeling. And that's exactly the same. She doesn't want to go to sleep in case she doesn't wake up. But if, eventually, she'll just be that, that tired that, sh- that she will for uh, most of it. Uh, I went to uh, Fouchon Patisserie. What a rip-off. Three teas and three uh, cakes, £56, does warrant. I need to take out a mortgage. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. They all say, Paris, lovely, but at a price. If you don't believe me, our Simon Calder, his travel clinic is on for slick links or nothing on this programme, uh, from 2pm today. He says, following the terror attacks in Mumbai, are we turning our backs on India? I think Warren will be phoning for that one. He's only just got back from there. Uh, destination of the week is Tromso in Norway. And you can ask Simon all your questions via email, text and phone. So Simon Calder's travel clinic today on LBC 97.3 from 2pm. More programmes coming up very shortly. Uh, News at nine approaching at a pace. It's 97.3. LBC Six Nations Up. Three. Morning, everybody. Thanks to Steve in uh, Bridlington. And Jill as well. Thank you very much, Steve, for the card. And the, I've opened the presents, as you can well imagine already. I can't resist these things. I've got the chocolate recovery bath, which apparently makes you forget about all sorts of things, including the fact you're single. And the, uh, and the tea for two as well. A world of grace and sophistication. Uh, you get a miniature, a pair of miniature tea balls, a saucer, a honey dipper, and a 32-page book with easy recipes. This sounds great. Like I like the sound of the chocolate, chocolate bath oh, thing. That's a little chocolate the bath chocolate thing. recovery bath. Yeah. Excellent. The boyfriend replacement kit. Good, isn't it? <laughs> very nice indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Apparently you can't take candles into church. They need to be blessed. Yeah, but who's going to know? Who's going to know? Come on, don't be silly. You don't need to have them blessed all the time. Just tell fibs. Of course they were blessed. Fantastic. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. More of your text and emails in a moment. Good morning, Julie Pease Good. Good morning, Steve Allen. Isn't it lovely outside? It's really nice, nice isn't actually. it? Yeah, spring, definitely Fresh. in the air. All those daffodils out. I know. Lovely. It's quite a nip, though, a nip I, in the air. I remember a couple of union leaders walking through uh, Hyde Park a few years ago, and one said, I see the daffodils are out, and the other one said, does that affect us? <laughs> <laughs> and I did hear another very good joke, which we can't repeat. We were all doing jokes on the, on the way back. On from, the train, from Paris. From what we Paris. can remember. And it was so funny, we were, telling the, because we were telling the rude versions of jokes. I can't ever remember jokes. I mean, I even the really good ones. Can you? Yeah, yeah once I'm, I get going. Yeah. I, I've got, I, I can remember a very good one, but it's, it is far too totally rude for 9am in the morning. Um, listen, okay, okay um, for the Alan Titchmarsh show, though, quite possibly. Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we shall see. Um, listen, front page of the Sunday Telegraph, I don't know if you've gone over this, the, obviously the... Um, <laughs> Uh, price of alcohol could double. Um, so own brand beers double in supermarkets. Uh, no wine for under £4.50. I can't get a bottle of decent wine for under £4.50 anyway. No, I agree. But um, what I was shocked about over in the People, page 13, more than 300 kids aged nine and under have been treated for symptoms of alcoholism. I can't believe that. Do you think... Look what I'm working with. Look at yeah. this. <laughs> a classic example of what alcohol abuse can do to you at an early age. Oh, he's just too cruel too early. Well, no, no, no. one has to. It keeps him in check. Susie, <laughs> do you think that doubling the price of alcohol is going to make any difference? Not the slightest difference. I said the other day, strange enough, it's if you smoke, and they said, we're, we're, we're going to make cigarettes £20 a packet. I said, if you smoke, you're going to find £20 a packet. Mm. You're not going yeah. to worry about that. Absolutely. If you want to smoke, you're going to buy it, whatever they yes, And I think absolutely. it's going to be the same for booze. But we shall see. They've got a to do pound, something. A can or something. Or £2 a can. It's not going to make people... All they'll do is shoplift more. Yeah. 
Yeah, it might the make a difference, difference to the kids. It might make a difference, but I don't know that. They, as I said, they've got to do something because mm. you know the number of teens, teens aged fourteen to seventeen, admitted to hospital after falling over drunk has soared twenty-one percent. But you know as well, of course, that the majority of off-licenses. Uh, sell not not the chains, but the little private ones. They'll sell booze to anybody. Of course, they will. Kids, you know, kids Andrew's going to talk 10. about it after eleven. Is he? If we can sober him up in time, yeah. I should imagine. <laughs> <laughs> on to lighter matters. Uh, I know you were aw- no, you were around on Thursday night, weren't you? Yeah. Did you see the Apprentice? Um, I didn't. Does comic relief because oh. I knew all about Patsy Palmer's rant. Well, no, I'd like to defend her. Actually, I would. I watched it. I watched it, and um, I have to say, I think she got a point. Mm. She was really left out. Yeah. She and Fiona Phillips were, they were marginalised and, and it was as though, you know, Ruby and, and Michelle Moan. Um, Whoever she is. Who the woman is went Michelle to, Moan? I don't know, but I'm sick to, she now thinks she's a celebrity. Exactly. Oh. I'm a rat railer. Um, oh. You know, but she and Carol and everything, everything they did, you know, get together and say, we yeah. are the important ones. And I actually felt quite Oh, Ruby Wax, for... I'm sorry. I mean, I don't want to be rude about Ruby Wax, but I mean, I find it God, very... be rude. You're rude I about found, everybody else. Exactly. I find it <laughs> very irritating and it's me, me, me. And I really, I remember when, when she exposed her parents to television and went in and was started taking the mickey out of her parents because they had plastic covering on their furniture. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Didn't she become a therapist? Am I completely wrong? But didn't a few years know. ago Did she, she become a sort of a psycho, oh, not she's psychosexual? She's a psychotherapist. Yeah, a psychotherapist. She's mad as a barrel well, load of would mad you, things. Exactly. Would you go no. and disclose your innermost <laughs> not secrets to her? To her. She'd make it into a television program. Yeah, she'd laugh. Yeah. Dear. Oh. Anyway, so I felt a bit sorry, I have to say, for Patsy Palmer. I may be in a minority, Steve. But, yeah, but I, there's nothing the matter with being a minority. As long as you believe you're right, that's fine. Yes, I'm all exactly. in favour of that, I'm afraid. <laughs> 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Loads of your um, things here. Uh, Vanessa says, uh, sounds like you had a great time in Paris, albeit expensive. Well, I'm, I'm toying with the idea because uh, Julie went to Amsterdam mm. with... Debbie Arnold. Debbie, they went, I mean, can you imagine... Two more, you know, Ave Maria. And off they go to Amsterdam. <laughs> you don't exactly go for dikes and clogs, do you? <laughs> well, maybe not, not clogs. <laughs> we didn't go for dikes either. No. Actually, the red light district is quite scary. First of all, you think it's a bit of a laugh, and then it actually, it is quite it's scary. The rude language I couldn't get over. Well, yeah, and and you 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 could get so stoned just walking around the streets of Amsterdam. Because everybody smokes. Well, all the coffee shops—they're called the brown coffee shops. It's legalized, you know. So that the whiff—it's pouring out of all the doorways, and you you walk around completely, you know, yeah. stoned without having a drag of anything. Be very careful as well, because from today, every email you write is stored for a year. A new European law they're bringing in to make sure you can find out people who write uh, obscenities and stuff like that. You better trace them very quickly now. So any email, any let me email get this right, that you write today, to a friend, or yes. I might write to you saying, hi, yep. Steve, got a great deal on Amsterdam, yep. it's saved. Everything's safe for a year. They weren't safe for a year before. Now it's a year they're going to be saved. So they can catch crooks and all sorts of people like that. Saved, hang on a minute, saved where? So I well, delete the big, them the from big, my... Yes, it'll be held on a big database. It's going to have to be an enormous database. It's a very big database. To store everybody's emails. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, you know, as I, I get the majority of texts and emails in this business. <laughs> exactly. Um, going back to the red light district, a little story from Joe Mott. Again, Daily Star, page 11, made me laugh. Because this boy could have had a future he, in well, that red well, light Joe district. Joe Mott? Jo- no, not Joe Mott, oh. the boy in the thing, a boy in Russia. Silly Willy, it's called. You know what's coming, don't you? But I'm not going to get dirty. It just says, a boy born with two penises in Russia, has had one of them removed. His idiot Spoiled parents sports. have just <laughs> prevented him enjoying a lifetime of guaranteed work. You see, <laughs> I see that as having two Christmas trees. 
Thanks. You know, <laughs> fantastic. One fails, you've got another one. Exactly. How <laughs> unimaginative of his parents. And I have to, talking about unimaginative, I'm sorry, Robbie Williams dressing up for the second year running for Comic Relief in women's clothing. Yeah, it's well, becoming a bit obvious now, Robbie. <laughs> a bit obvious, love. It's OK, so you like wearing women's clothing, all right? Oh, You're dear. not funny. It's amazing they were heralding David Beckham and Robbie Williams as the two people who've raised the most for Comic Relief. I thought, they don't even live in this country. No. They don't live here, they live abroad. And, and well, I think um, uh, um, the raising the most Cheryl Cole is really the um, the Cheryl factor. Yeah. Um, going on the uh, on the Kilimanjaro, I thought that was great actually. Yes, I didn't think they did anything. They didn't have to carry anything. No, but it, it can't be easy. Apparently, it is. Uh, really? Like Kilimanjaro, they say, is like a walk in the park. Provided no. you can cope with a little bit of altitude sickness, the rest of it they say is a doddle. It's known as as the easiest. Different if you're doing, you know. K9 or whatever it is, where they're proper mountains. This, yeah. this is one. Put this way, they wouldn't risk sending them up there if there was any danger no, whatsoever. It's for comic relief. They've got to get the insurance, and it is just like a mountain walk. Yeah, okay. It is really, I promise you. It, it, out, you ask any mountain, and they go, Kilimanjaro, and they go, for girls. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a stroll in the park compared to the other ones. Provided you can cope with a bit of, a bit of altitude sickness, yeah, which yeah. you get anywhere. Yeah. But the rest of it, it's very easy, crisscrossy paths. So probably easier than... I could than... skip up it myself this <laughs> afternoon. If I wanted. I don't want to. <laughs> I'd like to. I wouldn't Yes, I'd like it, to, too. So. I'd like to. I just watched a, a very interesting film, and it's called The Fox and the Child. And it's got narration by Kate Winslet. And it's one of these films... It's, I, it, there was one made years ago, and it was, it was dubbed. You can tell it's a dubbed film. But she's doing the narration. It's about a little girl who plays in this, this beautiful place. I don't know where it's filmed, Czechoslovakia or something. And it's mountains and rolling fields and little... It's the be- most beautiful thing. Yeah, probably Czechoslovakia or Slovenia or somewhere like that. Slovenia, probably. And she befriends a fox... And it takes a long time for the fox to become friends with her. And she becomes very friendly with it. Why? I don't know. It's just it's called The Fox and the Child. And she <laughs> says, because foxes obviously fall in love. But at the end of the day, she says, the fox knows that we're not really in love. He's just, just wanted to be my friend for a little while. Yeah, I it's, don't... it's beautifully shot, but there's no continuity to it. And it's, 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 it's beautiful scenery. And the idea is quite clever, but it's quite clearly lots of different foxes. <laughs> It's not the same fox she's talking to every time. So I think maybe she'd been smoking some magic mushrooms That's or something. Exactly, something she'd been to Amsterdam. She's out there quite mad. I don't fancy befriending any of the foxes. Have you noticed how many run around the streets at night? And they're We've getting bolder. We've got bolder. Loads. Yeah. Oh, I had two the other day making love in the <gasps> middle of the road. Hush your and, mouth. Well, I know. Wash my mouth out with carbolic. But did you know that in one, the road. once foxes are attached... Is it like dogs? Yes. The barbs go out. They, they, they actually can't become detached. No. So she had to walk off the road, dragging him with her. Oh, how embarrassing. I don't know, it was more embarrassed. <laughs> I put my hands over my eyes. I thought, really, I've intruded on something very personal. I'm sure they didn't feel that way. I'm well, sure they couldn't you, He must have felt toss. something being dragged off the road by it, I should imagine. Anyway, uh, so Paris <sighs> has got loads of streets, but we've got the policing pledge. This is where the police pledge to actually do what they're paid to do in the first place. I'd rather have the police on the streets, I'm afraid. Mm, so would I, would, I. I would rather yep. see that Action, all the yeah. time. Actions speak louder than words. Yes. Actions speak louder than pledges. Annie says, I swore blind I would never use the tunnel, but I am taking Eurostar to Paris on Tuesday. Apart from being ridiculed by my friends for not keeping my word, I'm now worried about the actual train ride, having heard your experience. Oh, it'll be, oh you'll love it. It's just very fast. Mm. It's very, very fast. It really is. And strangely enough, John in Sidcup, says, we went on a trip to Montmartre. We're accosted by a team of alleged artists who wanted to pencil our uh, portraits in the street. Mm. He said they were awful. They wanted 40 euros. Yeah. We eventually gave them 20 just to get rid of them. Yeah. Don't even Be very careful. Don't, we had a guy start cutting up a, um, a silhouette thing 
And John said, don't, don't even do it. He said, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. And all these, um, these African guys trying to tie these things on your wrist no. outside the churches. No, no. don't touch me. So don't touch ju- me again. Just walk away straight away. Yes. Politely walk away. They don't take the word no for no, an answer, no, though. no. Very but persistent. it never used to be like that. You'd expect that more in, in India, in the Far East and everything. The fact just shows this changing culture and state of everybody's economy. Yes. That it's now happening in Paris. Yeah. And, mm. you th- and Paris, such a, such a pretty place. Yeah. And it is, everywhere you, oh, we have to take a short break. But everywhere you go, it's all up and down stairs. And Did you go to the Marais, the Jewish quarter? That's beautiful. No. Really beautiful and very good value. Every day. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's probably bad enough as it was. But, uh, but we did actually manage to get loads and loads of uh, stuff in. Look, it's uh, quarter past nine. Sunday morning. With the travel, Louise Rundle. Well, the Blackwall Tunnel is closed southbound from the east. Three. Steve Allen. 18 minutes past nine. Julie Pease goods here, looking through the uh, Sunday papers in response to Debbie. Sorry to hear about your loss. We didn't say uh, it is peaceful. We said in many cases, in many cases, it is peaceful. Uh, one here very quickly. Uh, I saw the three-card scam in Croydon High Street last week. Doesn't surprise me, it's everywhere. Mm. It's a three-card three, three card trick. Uh, and people, people love it, apparently, for some reason. Well, the people uh, doing... The three-card trick, yeah. it's good. All they're doing is scamming people. Uh, Tony says, very sad to have people talk about Jade's funeral. I'm thinking of those who are in a similar position. Must feel uncomfortable. Actually, strangely enough, people don't. My mother planned her funeral. Loads of people plan their yeah, funerals. Yeah, you, you have to get quite practical. Yes, you get very practical. I mean, believe you me, did. if you've ever been in it, mm. uh, people do start planning things and out. And you get both my mum and dad died from cancer, and they actually got quite a bit of comfort tidying up all their affairs yes. and talking about the funeral. My mum saw all her sisters mm. and brothers yeah. each weekend. You know, as, as you know, as it got a bit more difficult, she didn't, but she managed to get to see everybody, distributed her rings, yeah. made her will, yeah. did did letters, organised the funeral, put yeah. the money aside. Very, you become very practical. Yeah, very pragmatic. And very it, pragmatic. It seems, because it's, it's hard. It's terrible at first. Yeah. You, you know, when they say, can we, I want to discuss it, you go, no, 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 don't. But actually, it, it, it helps them. Yes. Or it seemed to, in my case, and yours, yeah. All right. We were on the radio yesterday doing a programme about a parking dispute with a man in a Rolls Royce. Me? Mm. Oh, yes, I was. The Galton and Simpson went that out That was the Galton and Simpson. Yeah, impasse, yeah. Yes, D- Derek and Leeds said it got me through a very dull train journey. Thank you, Derek there and Leeds. Thank you very much. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Which is nice. We like it if you get people through, uh, through train <laughs> journeys. Uh, Steve, do we know how these celebs got down from the mountain? It took them seven days to get to the top. Were they airlifted? The trip must have cost thousands. Who paid for it? They had a tented dining room, cooks, a doctor and guides. <laughs> so it really was a stroll in the park. It was actually a bit of a stroll in the park, I'm afraid. But, uh, but they, did, they did get through it, actually. Selfridges are celebrating their 100th birthday. Oh, I love Selfridges. And strangely enough, Yvonne says, My dear old dad, Percy Frederick Fowler, who was born in Kingston on the 16th of March 1909, would have celebrated his 100th birthday. But he died 32 years ago. <laughs> Shame. She said, I know you're fond of King's Often Shop there. I think my dad would be horrified at the changes since he died, since knocking down all his old drinking places, like the Kingston Hotel. Amazing, isn't it? Actually, we, well, you, you discover that yourself as you get a bit older. Yeah, you don't... go round somewhere mm. and you go, what are they knocking that down mm. for? I grew up round here. Yeah, I know. Oh. And when you revisit it, it's Oh, I hate sad. it. Drives me mad. Listen, Steve, we've been talking about walks. Can I give, um, can I give a bit of a plea um, to a, the moonwalk? Mm. May I do that? Because I'm doing it on the 16th of May, along with 15,000 other women, mostly women, but men too, who are pounding the streets of London in their decorated bras. And we need volunteers. Mm. No. 
Li- it's great. Last year it raised 5.8 million, and overall, the moonwalk um, has raised over 45 million quid for breast cancer. And it, it's fantastic. Mm. But we need volunteers to come out at midnight. In okay. their bra. Well, you don't have to wear a bra if you're a volunteer, but it would be nice. Oh, the theme this year is strictly walking. So the, all the bras have got to be spangles and sequins a la Strictly Come Dancing. Mm. But we need volunteers to cheer, pe- cheer people on. So how do they get... They go walkthewalk.org. Walkthewalk.org. But the date in the diary is the midnight on Saturday the 16th of May. Okay. To come and cheer everybody. 16th of I might May. even drag you along. <laughs> I could do it. We could do it before you did the morning show on the Sunday. What That'd, be nice, That'd be nice, That'd be nice, 26 yeah. miles. Lovely, can't wait. <laughs> but listen, actually, on page two of the Sunday Express, they've found out that girls' diet and the amount of exercise they take can determine their risk of breast cancer in later life. Right. Big links. Do it. Do it. It's Do true. It. The walk, the walk is uh, the moonwalk is great for obviously raising funds, but getting yourself fit too. Yes, and decorating your bra. Why not? Mary's going to Hampton Court Palace today to see the daffodils. Ah, oh. nice. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I love daffodils. Not a bad idea. I love, I love daffodils. daffodils. And what are the very small? Is it jonquils? The very jonquils. small scented yeah. ones. Also, they do a lot of miniature thing, narcissi or whatever mm. they're called, stuff in, like that. In Amsterdam, they, you know how big they are on tulips. Tulips everywhere. Wooden tulips, real. Can't tulips. move for tulips and eat. Can't move for tulips. Yeah, exactly, and gouda and pot. Yeah. But they have lots and lots of daffodils on all the tables in the cafes. Nice. It looks great. I like, it's a, such a shame they don't last long enough, do they? Well, they last quite a time. Yeah, but not long enough. <laughs> I, I, would lo- I, mean, I would actually have acres of fields planted with them and, and bluebells in woods and everything bluebells. like that. Bluebells. Oh, Just so pretty, aren't they? Beautiful. We love and stuff like that. We love That's why that. I need to get the fox and the child to look at the scenery. The story's a bit, bit naff, but the actual area they've shot in, it oh, could be Slovenia, breathtaking. Is, is beautiful. What, what's our take on hyacinths? Hyacinths? Yeah. I think they're all right. They're a bit... Because you, I've had them before where you have them in the glass jar and you can watch the roots growing down. Yeah. Or you can have them in the earth. I've just planted sweet peas. Oh. Which I quite like. But hanging basket sweet peas. Oh, nice. I quite fancy that idea this year and I love the smell of sweet peas. Yeah, very, very... I mean, it's quite delicate a delicate... Colours. Yes, and a delicate smell. But and I got lovely. sent some really fantastic... Um, um, what are they called now? Geraniums, the other year, black geraniums, Ooh. which lasted me all year, and I'm waiting for them to perk up this year. So far, there's been no sign of action. Very male, a bit of a black geranium. I love black geraniums. These are, these are beautiful ones I was sent from this specialist geranium nursery. But they're obviously really... not black. No, they're not. They're just very, very dark purple. Oh, I'd hate them. Oh, uh, would you? Yeah, I don't do dark purple. Oh, do you not? I don't oh, do purple um... in any shade or tone. Uh, oh, well, sorry about that. <laughs> I've not mentioned it. <laughs> 84850, uk. Um... Well, take, uh, don't forget, after 10, we're going to be taking your uh, questions, uh, your computer questions and things like that. Uh, no, Ruby Wax is, is a therapist, Nick, as well. We know Pamela Stevenson and Ruby Wax is as well. But somebody else has said they thought they were very snobbish towards... Yes, good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, so I'm not in a total minority. No, 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 you're not. Most of the other people have been saying that as well, mm. I'm afraid. Good, good, good. Uh, another one here which says, uh, oh, everybody going out to see the daffodils at Hampton Court Palace for some reason. Is it a special daffodil day? I don't know. It's a lovely idea. It's a lovely idea. You can walk around the, the grounds there, can't you? Yeah, which do you know, I cost, might do that. Um, That's a really nice idea because it's the kind of... It's, it's a, Heaven sent day for it. Yes. Mm. Straight. So is, is it going to make any difference? Uh, because Jeff says you can buy small bottles of wine in Waitrose for under £3. Yes, but who wants to buy a small bottle of wine? Yeah. Like an airline bottle. Like an airline bottle. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> Pete says, uh, galling. Davina McCall going crazy on comic relief when the money hit £13 million. Moments later, puffed-up Jonathan Ross comes on. That's his annual salary. How much did he donate? Well, the answer is that they will say it's their time. 
Yes. Their time. Their time and their energy. And, and their his energy. ideas for that belt. I didn't think that belt. Oh, you didn't see it. You I didn't see it. Belt. It's not bad. Listen, no. another food-related story. Um, uh, there's loads of food in the Sunday Express this week. Um, Elizabeth Hurley oh, yeah. is writing a book of organic recipes oh, after her sausages, Hurley's Porkers, no less. Oh, Hurley's Porkers dear. have gone down very well with local butchers and restaurants. Oh. So she is um, yeah, writing a book uh, about her organic recipes. And oh, really? on page 18 of the Sunday Express, we're going back in our droves to household brands that we grew up with. You'll love this one. Like? We're nostalgic. Bird's Eye Fish Fingers, what well, yeah, everybody still excited. Bird's Custard. Always. Or, or people are playing um, Heinz Beans. Yes. Oh, best of all, Heinz Tomato Soup. I wouldn't eat Escalated. anything else. I wouldn't, wouldn't eat anything else. Really? I would only eat Heinz Cream of Tomato. I would only eat Bird's Eye Fish Fingers. Because would, of what? Why, Steve? Because it tastes com- better than everything else. Not just the comfort that you've no, known it for no, so long. No, it's because they, they taste better. It's like, I would always eat Heinz beans. I've tried other people's beans. Oh, so you, we're talking about actually the, the make rather than own brand. Yes. Yes, got Yeah, it. because they do... T- I mean, nobody's tomato soup tastes as good as Heinz. No. Heinz, Heinz cream of tomato best. soup 57 is varieties. good. It's got nothing to do with growing up with it. It was just <laughs> the best. But also, strangely enough, I was interested to see a Kellogg's advert where they say, if it doesn't say Kellogg's on the box, it's probably not Kellogg's in there. Because I was led to believe that Kellogg's do do cornflakes for other people. Oh, I was, so, hang on a moment. So Kellogg's would do them for Tesco, Asda, Well, Waitrose. I don't know whether or not they do, but, they, they, but the advert is carefully worded where they say, if it doesn't say Kellogg's on the box, it's probably not Kellogg's oh. in there. And I think it's the use of the word probably. Because I know that United Biscuits make cakes for lots of different people and different names go on the same... Wow. You know Dr Kellogg first invented the cornflake as a food to stop yourself pleasuring yourself? Honestly, it was a breakfast food. He I, invented I, it. I don't to want to be stupid them. and naive, but uh, how does that? We have to take a short break for the news. <laughs> I'll worry about that idea. during the news. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You're supposed to hold handfuls of cornflakes uh, then or yeah, something. Yeah, food. No, you ate it, and it, it quenched any desire for self abuse. Really? As he called it. Well, there you go. You didn't know that, did you? Not really sure I can follow that with anything <laughs> apart from we've got the news coming up. We'll take some more of your texts and emails very shortly. And uh, more from Julie. 84850, Steve. Thankfully, it's not, it's not the reason now. It's, it's clear that's sure that's now. true. Isn't I'm it? absolutely sure. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The things you learn on this programme, I mean, I had no idea. You see, I mean, Alan Titchmarsh can get away with this. I, I can't normally do that, especially as it's Sunday morning. I haven't said any rude words. No. LBC 97.3. I'm in a state of shock at the moment, having heard a, a news item this morning that comedian, <laughs> when, and former EastEnder Shane Ritchie is being lined up to act as warm-up man for Michael Jackson. I've never read anything so stupid in my entire life. <laughs> Michael Jackson, Shane Ritchie. Dear me. They're in talks. Apparently it says here, he said to have dined with Jackson while he was in London. When was that? Yeah. When was that? So seeing as Michael didn't manage to do anything on time, I don't think that's very likely. I would think, if anything, for Michael Jack, you don't need a warm-up man. No. His uh, promoters point out that 36-year-old Brady is virtually unknown... Who's this? Wayne Brady, an American singer. But he said he's virtually unknown in this country and be unlikely to excite the crowds. I don't think people going to see Michael Jackson are going to be very excited by Shane Ritchie either, I'm afraid. They are if they're Shane Ritchie fans. Well, why would you want to go see Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> R- Ritchie's agent, Phil Dale, good old Phil, says, I can't confirm or deny there's a deal on the table, because the answer is, there isn't. No. Luckily, Shane Ritchie will not be singing, apparently, if he does do the warm-up. Oh, what a warm-up. I can't believe that. Is he going to tell a few jokes? I don't know. So. If, you, if you're there to see Michael Jackson and now Shane Ritchie, get off! <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the main act.
Uh, why increase drink prices for all? Instead of doubling the fines for the irresponsible drunks who end up sleeping off at a police cell and not off without charge in the morning, why not find the parents of drunken youngsters? Yeah, oh, that's a thought. Quite nice. Mm. Well, that's if they haven't got any parents, though. Yes. Then you know, you, yeah. I, I, I don't think we should put people in, in police cells, I'm afraid. You don't? No, I don't think so. I think we should hang them. So <laughs> much easier. I go for the draconian measure. It's just, why should we have to put people in a police cell overnight? Because they've kicked in a door or they've beaten somebody. No, I'm terribly sorry. You give them an ASBO, they're barred from every pub. They go yeah, in there again. Much better. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you get hold of any drink, you're caught with a drink in your hand, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Far too soft Because one night in the cells, they're just going to get out and boast, basically, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I um, agree. Talking of prices going down, Steve, rather than up, something quite exciting. If you turn to page 25, Sunday Express, there are secret restaurants popping up all over London. Secret yeah, there are secret restaurants. They're across. Well, in Cuba, they've got things called paladars. Um, oh which are family-run restaurants. New York's have got private supper club. New York, right. New York has got private supper clubs. And in Lon- London, there are now secret restaurants. They're not strictly legal, but they're not entirely illegal. They're a cross between a normal restaurant and a dinner party. So is it in somebody's house? Yes. Mrs Marmite Lover, we can't give her a real name, right. is a 40-year-old single mum from Kilburn, and she's got the undergr- underground restaurant. It's been up and running. She dishes three courses to 26 people every Saturday night. Um, Horton Jupiter has got the secret ingredient in his living room on a North London estate. They're amateur cooks who are really good at it. And they, they you had, I'm not quite sure, I think there's a lot of mystery about how you find them. Mrs um, Marmite Lover gives out the underground restaurant's <laughs> address only after diners have booked online and paid up front as an insurance against no-shows. How and do they get around quid. the booze thing? Every hour... They have uh, a raffle which you pay £10 for and you win a bottle of wine. <laughs> You've obviously been there. Well, it just sounds fantastic. I mean, I'm, it, it's like going to a friend's house for dinner except you're paying for exactly. the privilege. Exactly. Similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And if I mean, you've got no a... friends inviting you for dinner but you like dinner parties rather than restaurants, yeah. why not why charge not? people? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I think go it's for that quite one. a good idea. I think we shall see that grow and grow. You think so? Yeah, would I would do, you like actually. strangers coming to your house, though? No, I wouldn't do it because I'm no, a really bad cook. Oh, right. <laughs> But if, 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 if you could cook, would you still want strangers coming to your house? Certainly not. No, see, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't mind going to their house. Oh, right. <laughs> Dear. Uh, Judy says, where do you get the sweet peas for your hanging baskets? Uh, well, you can get them in garden centres, actually. Strangely enough, they sell plants. Mm. And the black geraniums, which are not black, really, but they're very dark, uh, came from a specialist geranium grown. I can't remember the name at the moment, but they're very good, and they do plants by post. Uh, but the sweet peas I got from Arts and Spencers, you just the, you, you get the basket, and you get the earth, and you put the things in, and you do a little bit of water, and you keep them in a warm place, and then they grow, which is good. Uh, Noreen says, not positive, but I think they got down from Kilimanjaro by helicopter. Ah. Oh. At what cost? I have no idea. Gary Barlow chartered that, which was a bit of a waste of some of the money they raised. £50,000 it cost to charter the helicopter. Wow, and it probably accounts for why we never saw any pictures of them on the way down. Because they didn't go (laughs) on the way down. They didn't go down the way down. Uh, A good idea increasing, says Jonathan in Amsterdam. A good idea? Well, he says a good idea to increase the uh, price of booze. How about doubling the fines for shopkeepers that sell booze to kids? Absolutely. I totally agree. There are people who, because they're they're desperate to make a living in this day and age, they'll, they'll sell booze to anybody. Yeah. The yeah. drunk. I mean, Twickenham has its fair share of resident drunks, and they go to a local shop 
and they buy their booze, and the shopkeeper sells it to them. Yeah. If the shopkeeper didn't, they wouldn't better get it from anywhere else. Yeah, and, the, and it's known to the, the sort of shopkeepers who do that are a known quantity, aren't yes. they? Yes, and people known know where, where they can go to go and get booze where there'd be no questions asked. Mm. Mm. It's appalling, really, because that's, that's the, the, the state of it at the moment. Uh, how about the Crankies doing the warm-up? Oh, please. Graham says that Bobby Davro opened for Barry Manilow. God, that's a frightening thing. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> he should have somebody like, if he wants an opening person, Michael McIntyre. I saw him recently at the Soho Theatre. Steve, the comedian, he's so funny. Oh, I've got the DVD. Oh, he is just brilliant. Oh, I think he's very clever. Very, and very clever. And good looking. Uh, yeah, actually. Isn't he? he I, his biography is very funny on his website. He says, my mother was very clever. She could give birth to Chinese babies because he looks a little bit Chinese. He does. I saw him at the... He says it himself. Yeah, at the know. South Bank Awards. He, he's, he's just very good looking. But he and does, he's very he's funny. Very funny. Very physically funny as well. Well, yes. He could be a great one. He must make man. a fortune because we worked out that if he plays uh, like Peter Kay did stadiums, there's no there's no dancing girls or sets or anything else. You just come on. There's a backdrop exactly. with your name on it, it's and you. you come on and you walk backwards and forwards and do an act, and then you film it and you sell the DVD to yeah. people. Well, he's doing Wembley, and these these um, sort of uh, gigs that at the Soho Theatre were work in progress, testing jokes out on all of us, you know, to do into a bigger arena. Very funny. I'd love to do a big arena. <laughs> How nice would that be? How nice? Uh, eight trade five. Yeah, a lot of people telling me. Thank you about uh, Gary Barlow, who chartered the helicopter mm. to get them down from Kilimanjaro. Such a long walk down, isn't it? I was always told easy to walk down the walk up again. He might have paid for it himself. He did. Oh, he did. Yeah, but that's what they're saying. People are saying, "What a dreadful waste of money! That money could have gone to why don't you just yes, give fifty grand to charge grand and walk down. down." It's easier walking down. It's still a bit hazardous. It's also but it's look how be rich I am. I can afford to pay fifty thousand pounds for this. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Because I then turn on the television. Because I thought, now, I'm, I'm, the, the producer might know this. What does the money from, from Comic Relief go to? Is it to help the starving in Africa? Is that, a, is that a percentage of it? Is that where some of it goes to help the starving in Africa? Mm-hmm. Because on children's television on the following morning, you've got Barney making up pizzas with cheese and throwing it about the studio. And I'm thinking, so we've just raised a load of money to try and stop people starving. And yes. the stuff you're chucking about the studio could have fed a, fed a bloody village for about yeah. a year. Yeah. It was disgusting. And that was on the BBC. God. Appalling. No, they don't post it off. My mother used to say that. Do you know, remember you sit at home and your mother said, eat your dinner, yes. don't want it. There's people starving. Absolutely. Well, send it to them then. Yes. I'll go and get a jiffy bag <laughs> That for was a you. mantra that rang in my ears through my <laughs> childhood. Um, talking again of food, what do you think about Cat Dealey, um, supposedly the new host for Hell's Kitchen? Angus Deaton's been um, been dropped. Has he? Yeah, apparently. Uh, um, quietly dropped. Well, it says here in... Katie Nichols well, says it strangely said in the mail. Cat's going to come back. She's got... She's got her, she earns... Is it 2.5 or 3.5 million in America? Yeah, yeah, 3.5. And 3. she's coming 5. back here. In other words, she's just been dropped in America <gasps> and she's looking to come back here. You, you old Why cynic. would you give up so much money to come here to do Hell's Kitchen when America is a huge, huge market? Because it's a very big show here and it could mean her finally conquering here, but then she probably already she doesn't has. Need she doesn't need to conquer here. She doesn't need to conquer here. So conquer she's been America. dropped. America. <laughs> Like saying, you know, I've turned down a multi-million pound contract to do a new show, a quiz show in Mozambique, yeah. where the top prize is a set of glasses. You know? <laughs> Just... Get real. <laughs> well, they did that once. That they did it on one of these comedy shows where they were showing you how much money in America. They said, in America, you yeah. just won this fantastic Winnie Bago. Here it is. Then they cut to the African version. And today you can win a paperback. You know, oh. and people were getting quite excited. And the top prize was, I think, a refrigerator. Oh. And that was the, and you had to work weeks for that one. <laughs> exactly. Over here we go, oh, you want a Winnebago? Oh, I want a Winnebago last week. Yeah, I want a Winnebago and a whole trip around America yeah. with every place paid for. something different. I'll have a yeah. hanging basket. 
<laughs> with black geraniums. <laughs> yes, um, so we'd... And listen, good news. Um, uh, again, let me just find it. The mail, page 11, because I'm pleased about this. Heston Blumenthal, they think it's now... Hang on well, a moment. I like Heston Blumenthal. So do I. I've have you lost my page. Yes, I have. I've eaten there twice. It used to be... We found it, Patrick and I found it, when when it wasn't, you know, that well known. Yeah. And I have to say, the waiters and everybody were a lot nicer. When it was voted second best restaurant in yeah. the world or whatever, it, it very snobbish. Really? But the food, the food was as good as ever. I love the that because that's almost was... the same for me. You, you, as you go to the makeup counters in some of the big department stores, we used to have a woman years ago in a department store I worked in, her name was Mrs Dakin. And Mrs. Dakin was terribly, terribly like this, and she just worked on the makeup counter. She was just, but darling, you can put this on, and this work, work for you, make your skin beautiful. She was about 190 when we worked with her, and it's always the makeup counter. They're just shop assistants. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just waiters and not brain surgeons. Exactly, you're a waiter. All you have to do, darling, is bring the food from the kitchen. Yeah. You've not cooked it, and you no. put it on the table. No. It's not difficult. I'm afraid it had changed into uh, how lucky are you to get a table yes, here, uh, and that wasn't so good. And they but you know, the snail. The snail porridge and all of those, you know, things were great. Did you watch MasterChef? We were hooked on MasterChef. And there was that... I might have done. The Spanish restaurant where, I think it's called Arzac or... I can't remember the name of it. Amazing. In the Basque region of northernmost Spain. Fantastic food. I have to be honest. uh, There's so many cooking programmes on the television. If I don't see Anthony Worrell Thompson for another year, it'll it'll be too soon. (laughs) I don't want to see him. I don't want to see John Ray, whatever his name is. No. Who's trying to make a name for himself. I'm a bit bored with all of them. Gordon? Gordon is about to have a book written about him exposing that by that awful woman, Sarah Simmons. Oh, is Simmons. that the serial seducer? Yeah, she's been given Scrubber. a landed a half a million, well, he calls her a slapper, yeah. half a million pound deal to tell all. She's a prostitute. You she must is. be, because what she's doing is you're, you're selling the story. Prostitution doesn't involve sex, as everybody knows. What you're doing, you're prostituting your art. Exactly. So she's, she slept with somebody and she's selling the story yeah. of sleeping with him. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I feel sorry for him. On the other hand, men are fools when it comes to things yes. like that. I do you feel know, you're stupid enough to sleep with somebody who sells a story afterwards. Yeah. You know what you've slept with. If you're going to do it, don't do it anyway. But if you are going to, pick somebody who's not going to run to the papers. like and, and a People do slapper. this. Serial, serial people like this. And he actually called her a slapper in an interview the yeah. other week. Yeah. And he said, you know, what sort of person does that? Well, it's somebody who makes their living through doing that. That's she had what an affair with Jeffrey Archer as well. And did the same know, thing. Did the same thing. Why don't men realise... Why don't men have, think about that? Because they have willies. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Except if you're in Russia, where, you know, you where have you get two willies, and now you've only got one willy. It's a shame, isn't it? Let's take a short break for the uh, travel. 14 minutes to 10. For the travel, Louise Rundle. The Blackwall Tunnel is closed southbound. Steve Allen. Thank you very much indeed. I've now been invited to Flora Mania at Hampton Court Palace next week. I love things like that. I'm always very impressed by anybody. My mother used to do flower arranging. Flora Mania. Is that what, what everybody's flooding to today? Flora Mania? Apparently is that what so. starts well, I think today? it's for next week, so I think people are going to see the tulips today or the daffodils. OK. Because the gardens there are lovely. Mm. You can walk in them, I think, for, for free, mm. which is quite nice. And, uh, and, and people used to... Um, my mother used to get... She used to live her life with Oasis... This green oh, stuff no, that you yes. soak. And she had this, this ornate jardinier type thing, which was a woman with big jugs holding uh, a big jug in her hand. And she'd We've sailed very close to the wind. Sorry, this morning. But she did have huge jugs. They were really <laughs> enormous, even by most people's standards. And, um, and, she, and she'd stick oasis in and then do these floral arrangements. Bless. And she loved doing it. Nothing li- nicer than having fresh flowers. Yes, but I'd forgotten about oasis. She can get it in balls, can't you, or cubes or whatever. You're saying it. I'm not saying it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Claudia says, I can't believe that Cat Dealey's fronting Hell's Kitchen well, with no, her only, fake only, smile. Yeah, in talks. Yeah. In talks, Claudia. Yes. In other words, her contract's running out in America and they've got to drum up some interest in this country. Yes. Mary, I missed Robert Webb dancing on TV last night, but I have seen Robert Webb dancing. He did it for... He did the bit of, um... What a feeling. Oh, no, I missed it. he did it dressed it. as a we woman. Were... Oh, really? That was fantastic. He's oh. very good. He's, oh. He's very, very good, actually. <laughs> what a shame. We were at a party. We were a very good party, actually. And can I just say a little thing? I don't know for any Archers fans out, like, out there. Mm. I met Graham Seed last night, who is the lovely actor who's been Nigel Pargeter oh, since yes. 1983. He's fantastic in rotund the Archers. Sort of Huge. Chap. No, he's not rotund, actually. He was looking very svelte. But he was, is lovely, but he hasn't been in it. I listen um, to it um, when I can. And he hasn't been in it for months. And I just want a big storyline, please. Anybody email. If they agree, a big storyline for Graham Seed, who plays Nigel Pargeter, because he was—I think he's great. Yeah, he's been in twenty-six years. Please, luck for him. <laughs> uh, Edward says a few weeks ago, Shane Ritchie stated he wanted to return to EastEnders and claimed to have written a storyline in which Alfie Moon's son turns up to give an air of authenticity. He was proposing that his son, Shane Junior, oh. being Colleen, should play <laughs> Alfie's son. So in other words, he says, imagine a squat, deluded oik entering the square on a pair of skates carrying his worldly possessions in an Iceland bag. Lovely. The trouble is, I I think Shane's sort of, he he misses the... uh, the television attention. You don't yes. get it when you go on tour, yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. They just it's, go, oh, didn't you used to be? It's fascinating, Steve, because, you you know, actors in soaps, and I've been in them, and you, you, you're in them, and then your storyline comes to an end, and, and you hear yes. everybody, and I have to say, you know, including me, say, oh, no, you know, it, it's long enough to be in something, 18 months, two years, whatever. It's just your storylines come to an end. Actually, if you've got your head screwed on, you'd stay in there for as long as you can. Oh, I hate it when people... <laughs> if there's a moment Seriously. there's a story running in the paper today. Again, you don't know whether to believe it or they've just made it up of Kim Marsh who uh-huh. just recently lost a child and her husband or oh boy I can't remember if they're married or not but anyway uh, thinking of giving up Coronation Street to go to uh, Hollywood really? because and mm. I'm thinking you better stop you know yeah. being delusional Kim and come to reality you've been in Coronation Street a very very short space yeah. of time your acting experience is zilch mm-hmm. you would fail miserably. I mean you could probably park cars in Hollywood but you certainly wouldn't get an acting job yeah yeah. Thousands so, go to Hollywood, and as they've said on the thing, thousands of people pass through these doors and mm-hmm. thousands go back the other way. Yeah, so For you've every... got lucky, count your chickens yeah. and stay put. Just be grateful yeah, that be you've grateful. got a job and mm. that you get coverage, because the moment you leave this country and disappear, end of. Yeah, yeah, it's end true. End of. How much yeah. coverage does Cat Dealey get in the papers? No, a little bit today. A little, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How much coverage does Madonna get? I'm so sorry. Those pictures of her as a schoolgirl. Um, Sunday Express, page eight, if you just want to revisit it again with the fishnets. I mean, she didn't look... She looked awful. It's too long in the tooth. But what I'm fascinated about is how... Well, Jesus, who's only, what, 22, 23. Oh. But how, how long has she been 50 for? Because she's been 50 for a, quite a while now. You think she's more? Oh, definitely more. Oh, yeah, oh. definitely. I think how she's, much more? Well, I think she's only actually... I think she was born in 56. I think she's 52. So she's 52. Yep. But, but, but she looks 52, me. Well, she looks older. I mean, I've often said. I mean, because she works out so much, she is a bit. It's too sinewy. Scrawny. She's. Look. I, I, funny enough, in Amsterdam, we went to the Museum of Erotica, which is about as un, about as erotic a as a stamp. No, seriously, it's as erotic as a donut, and real uh, probably less than so actually. Um, but there were pictures from her book that she did, her book yes. of sex. She was. She looked amazing, you know, and yeah, actually better. Sex, the, the, the pictures there would look amazing. Yeah, I know, they'd probably be retouched. heavily airbrushed. Yes, heavily airbrushed, but heavily. she just was so, she wasn't working out to the extent she yes. is now, and she looked better. 
Yes, I have to be honest. I think there's a way that you've then got to stop. I mean, the other night, poor old Victoria Beckham went out to eat yet again, although she does. I think she just moves it around the plate. Yes. (laughs) Went to Gordon Ramsay's because I don't think they get a bill. And (laughs) unfortunately, she's so scrawny now that the tape that people have to tape onto their bosom, to their dress, was showing through. Oh, oh. So it's a bit of a shame. So I've got a picture of the tape attached to a bit of a breast. Oh. And attached, it really doesn't, it's not a pleasing look, is it? It could put you off your breakfast. Well, it could. Mm. I was always told that women who had, had implants can't fly, because apparently they just get bigger and bigger. Yeah, and, and there it, is a risk if they're really, really, really bad implants yeah. of them exploding. Well, you see, the trouble is I've, I've been threatened with having my account closed at the bank if ever I go anywhere near a cosmetic surgeon or Botox. And, I mean, not, not that I need it. Say that and again, also, you've I been threatened look... with your account closing... Yes. Oh, yes, the bank have threatened me with it. No (laughs) uncertain terms. I mean, I've said to her, I think there's nothing the matter with breast implants. And she said, yes, but you look silly with a fly 34D. But anyway, (laughs) I decided I wanted it. In one of the papers, where did I read it? Um, Man boobs. Huge, huge increase. We have them here. O'Brien, every day you can see them. Yeah. Every day. A huge increase in man boob operations. There's a lot of... He's actually going... He told me the other week that he was going to a gym. And and I looked at him and thought more more a Gary and a Brian I suspect <laughs> as to a gym. but he actually claims he's going to a gym and he's losing the weight. Right. Well, okay. I don't see any evidence of this. Really? I mean, I'm I'm fairly unanimous. Do we think he he looks lean and mean and trim? Careful how you answer, boys. Yes. No. I don't think he does. But he he has got moobs. Moobs. He That's it. That's moves. what they're called. Moobs. moobs. Man boobs. Moobs. And they're little. I don't know mm. what they are really. We should move on to well, something pleasanter. Not everybody People gets aren't them, going to be though, liking I this. I don't have them. Show me. Sorry? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Get mommy, her out mommy, of here. Mommy. Her hour's nearly up. Get her off. <laughs> I feel quite weak. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Start the car. <laughs> Very quickly. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. <laughs> quite ruined my day, actually, now. Sorry. I was going to go and have a Starbucks later. I don't think I shall bother. <laughs> I saw Mitchell and Webb versus Armstrong and Miller on Comic Relief. Uh, it was like uh, Morecambe and Wise versus the two Ronnies of the 21st century. Oh. oh. They don't make them like that anymore. Mm. How do we know for sure, says Sue, that the celebrities climbed the mountain? They could have been up Richmond Park. No, they, they, they definitely did climb yes. the mountain. But it, it's not as, as tough as you think. They're not, put it this way, you've only got to look at somebody the size of uh, Chris Moyles yes. to know that he is dreadfully, dreadfully unfit. Yeah. And they wouldn't <clears> let anybody <throat> climb up there if there was any risk to any health. No, so it's, it's a stroll in the park. Yeah. There's a nice picture of them, actually, on Carol Malone's page, News of the World, page mm. 17. We of, like Carol um, Malone. Yeah, we like Carol Malone very, very much, actually. Cheryl Cole, Fern Cotton and Denise Van Outen. Mm. Um, it's, uh, it's odd, the, the, the They're stories definitely in the not place. in Richmond Park. No, they're Sorry. definitely not in <laughs> Richmond Park. And there's, a, there's a, another snooker player, a chubby Christian Q-chalker, Sean Murphy, who's in the frame. Uh, the religious snooker champ is being divorced by his wife, who's accusing him of adultery. Which is a bit... I mean, I don't know why. You've only got to look at the state of him. And by God, he's not exactly an oil painting, is he? Very worrying. And, Um, um, incidentally, delusional claim of the week goes to Kelly Brook. Yes. Who claimed, in moving wallpaper, I get to act in a witty comedy. So, wrong on both counts there, (laughs) Kelly. Anyway, love. It was lovely. (laughs) Bless her heart. She does try, doesn't she? Lovely to see you. Thank you very much, That's it, finished now. It's, okay. It's gone away. Yeah. And also, I, I feel a lot better about life when you're out of the studio. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
please. you worry me. I get people writing in saying she's talking about those things that vibrate again and it's No, no, time. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I'm going to steer clear of all of that. Yes. Yes. Well, now, now you've been to Amsterdam. We might do Amsterdam next time round. I think you should. Because I, I have been there before. Mm. And, and it is interesting. I'm not sure about all the drugs, though. We actually discovered that in Cannes. We went to Cannes years ago. And we saw we were offered drugs within five minutes of parking the car. I wasn't offered any. I mean, you, you're not offered them because they're legal. Yeah. <clears throat> but there is a beautiful area. I mean, it's so pretty anyway. The Nine Roads. Look for the ni- Nine Streets. Sorry. Nine, nine streets. streets. Absolutely beautiful area. And would it be where Nine Streets all collide? Yeah, and they're just... Right. It's a very pretty area full of kind of a really eclectic mix of very quirky, very designer shops. It's very you. Oh, sounds good. And quite pretty nice. cafes. Pretty cafe. And no drugs. No no smell of dope yeah. at all. I don't want... We used to have a woman at LBC years ago who used to smoke herbal cigarettes. So every time she was standing in a pub and she lit one up in those halcyon days gone by, yes. people used to move away from her in case the police came yes, in. Yes, exactly. Just every thought she was smoking yeah. dodgy cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Terrible, terrible. We'll see you very soon. Thank you, Steve. Lovely, lovely. Julie P's good. Uh, after the news, Darren's here. We'll be answering all your questions. So if you've got a techie-type question, your camera, your computer, you've seen something, email or text right now. Three. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's five past ten. It's a glorious day today. It really, it's a day for doing. Go to Paris. Go to Paris for the day. I shall send you to Paris, and you'll have a lovely, lovely time dancing on ice. Pip Schofield was on again. We love Pip Schofield. Trouble is, he is no bigger than a little pipsqueak. And uh, they say here, Ruthie Henschel announced Zoe Salmon never fails to make me feel. Uh, makes you feel what, Ruthie? A bit stupid for giving her a six the other week. Pip Schofield wondered if Ray Quinn would be able to pull off a Robin Cousins, which is a rather strange thing to come up with. And Jessica Taylor wanted to feel ten feet tall. Well, go and stand next to Ray Quinn. And Loose Women's Colleen reckons she likes everything about Dancing on Ice apart from the ice, which is odd, writes Ian Highland, because I like everything about Loose Women apart from the women. Because most of them aren't. They're a bit blokey on Loose Women, I'm afraid. Every single one of them, they either drink, they've got alcohol problems, or they've all had mental breakdowns or so. Every single one of them. There's not anybody normal on the panel, and I include even people that I know on the... There's something the matter with all of them. They're either drunks, they've either been in rehab, or, some, or they've had cosmetic surgery, and they turn out to be barking mad, I'm afraid. Anyway, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Such a good mood today. So what you feel, Steve. Uh, absolutely. Served me very well, thank you, over the years. Very well indeed. Oh, my Lord. And quite a number of other people. Sunday morning. Cats, well, listen, I think people need this on a Sunday morning. None of this mamby-pamby wandering about the houses here, being nice to everybody. Very dull, isn't it? What a horrible world it would be if we were all nice to each other. So we have, we have to be bitter and twisted, which is good. Uh, Lindsay uh, watched Comic Relief and didn't like the pairing of Fern Britton and Alan Carr. Didn't see that. You see, we didn't see it. That, that was the, uh, the trouble, really. I wish I, wish I had seen it. Right, uh, before we do the questions, okay. Apple have surprised everyone this week with a brand new iPod. You're not going to produce one, are you? Which I'm hiding my hand so you can't see it. Oh, you're not, really? And uh, it's a new iPod... Sh- Don't keep looking. It is tr- <laughs> it's the new iPod Shuffle. And is this the sh- one that talks? When you show it to people, they don't actually believe it is the iPod Shuffle. Because it's so stupid. Not really. I have. There you go. That is the new... No, it's not. <laughs> it is. No, just it's not. Over. Really? That is the new iPod Shuffle. Just 1.8 inches tall, 0.3 of an inch thick. Oh, it's serious. This is not it, is it? it? Of course it's it. Oh, my God. It is seriously small. How do you charge it? You put it where you put your headphones. It comes with a little adapter. Right. And you plug it into your USB. You're not serious that this is it? Of course it is. <laughs> oh, Has the producer seen this? Yes, everyone said Have the you same seen thing. This? Yeah. How tiny this? 
But this is a thousand songs. A thousand songs. It's a four gigabyte hard drive in oh, flash drive. I've dropped it. <laughs> Wait a minute. We've lost it on the coloured carpet. Yes. It is very small. As what I say. colour does it come in? It comes in black and silver. Right. There's only two at the moment. Right. And uh, it also comes with Dear a pair of headphones because, as you'll notice, there are no controls on the iPod. And what they've done is they've moved all the controls from the iPod onto the headphones. So right. you have a little uh, controller there. Yeah. And that uh, allows you to control the volume. If you push the middle once, yeah. it tells you what track you're listening to. So how does it know what tracks? Because it reads it from your iTunes. Right. So and so it, was, it can it can read a name? It will read the name. So if you're listening to, oh, say, it's it says Pet Shop Boys, Always On My Mind. It's quite funny when you're listening to classical music, because when you push it down, it will say, Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story Symphonic Suite Part 1, and then we'll continue and tell you who the conductor is. So it could take some time. Right. But you, you, if you edit and them... And is it a computer voice, or...? It's a computer voice, but it's very clear, so actually. So what's inside here? A little, a little flash drive. Yeah. And that's it. Good grief. You'll lose it. Now, if you have... The one good thing about the shuffle, this shuffle, unlike the other shuffles, on the old shuffles, you could never... You yeah. never knew what was coming up next, did you? No. With this, you can make multiple playlists, and when you hold the button down on the headphones, it will say... Uh, Whatever your playlists are, so like disco mm. music, classical music, ballet, Pet Shop Boys, The Smiths, whatever you're into. Mm. And then when you let go, you can listen to that particular playlist. Good. The downside, at the moment, the only headphones that work with it are the ones that come with it. So That's if you okay, don't like the Apple headphones, yeah, tough. they're not the greatest. Tough. But there are, going to, there, are, there are various manufacturers working on the adapter. Once you have this little adapter... They're going to have to do this in funky colours. They will do it. That's because you're going question. to lose that. Well, I met the man who created it, and that's the first question. He said, well, yeah. could he just brought it out? Give us a chance. Yeah, but they would say, you'd have to think of this at Apple. I mean, it's, it holds a thousand songs. Yep. Uh, every, you, you're all going to buy one, because the simple reason it retails at about... 50, 59 quid. 59 quid. Oh, yep. it's gone up. Look at look at what you're buying. Well, I mean, I, I admit <laughs> it's... T- but I've already got five iPods. <laughs> How many more do I need? Yes. It even tells you when your uh, iPod needs recharging. It's um, it's a beautiful piece of kit, isn't it? It I really mean, is. You, you wonder how they get the thing inside well, it. Well, that's... There's no, there's no seams on it. When I went to the uh, launch of it, the man asked oh, me... Said, in there? The launch... He flew in from San Francisco and said, So, Darren, what do you think of it? And I said, well, where do you go from here? What's next? You can't make it any smaller. You'd lose it. But how do they get the stuff in there? I mean, there, there are no, there's no seam. There's no, no little thing you open up. I, mean, I suspect it goes through the top somehow. But it's unbelievable. I know. It's unbelievable. £59. Yep. It's what everybody's going to be buying for Christmas. man on the door when I showed him as I came in. He said, that's not an iPod. You showed it to Gary? Yeah. 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 Watch him. He's very light-fingered. <laughs> really watch. I'm, surp- I'm surprised you've ended up with this. But yeah. there's no... There's an, it's I just, know, it's baffling, isn't it? They've got to do it in all the funky colours. If you, if you get to me back, I'll plug the headphones in, you can hear the, the automatic voice. So, uh, oh, right, I can if, hear the voice too. Yeah, just plug it in. Oh! Want. I'm sure it's uh, working. Perhaps somebody will buy me one. When is, when, is, when is it available? It's available now. Whoa! Yeah. So stick one in one ear. Right. And just, on the remote just, control... Just bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Just, just while I... Uh... All right. On the control, hold the middle of the control. Further up, okay. Anyway, hold it in. I can't see it. What's about in the middle? It's a bit complicated, isn't it? No, it's not complicated. What did it say? Oh my God! Left to my own devices, pet shop boys. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they get him from? <laughs> now, if you click very it tw- clever. Click it twice. It'll go on to the next track. Do you know this? 
Not repeating that, the producer said. <laughs> Although I'm led to believe, listening on DAB, you can hear these comments anyway. Oh, really? Uh, apparently so. This is very good. Yeah. This is very good. So that's available now. It's available now. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I was going out for breakfast today. Not anymore. <laughs> I need to go and get... I've got to get some Evo stick today, and I'm going to get one of those. Yeah. And so if I plug that into my computer, I can then... Maybe no, you won't hear it. it. No. It's too, too low. But I, I, can, I can go and get the Evo stick and then go get one of those. You can. And Wait. then download all my music. Pet Shot Boys. <laughs> you hear that? I suppose for each one, you know, depending on who, who the group is, and here come the Rolling Stones. Comes in to my own devices, the Pet Shot Boys. Comes in Chinese as well. 13 uh, different languages, so you can listen to what you're trying to I'd love China. to hear it in Chinese. <laughs> love to hear it in Chinese. Yeah. Right, listen, we've got a, a lot to get through. Uh, between now and half past. I did give people out the details earlier on. Uh, at the end of the YouTube video, uh, it's got uh, a link to the Cat Survival Trust, which went down to yesterday in Hertfordshire, uh, which is catsurvivaltrust.org. Go, go and have a look at that. I don't think I realised until this morning just how lucky we were to be able to handle such beautiful animals, such rare animals as well. Oh, I've got one home with me. <laughs> I popped it in my pocket. It, they're very tempting, aren't they, yes. to take home? And then, the, then you, when you see them as adult form, you think they're twice. huge. <laughs> and also, the worst thing—what were the things in the side cage we saw that we went anyway? And it had this deep throaty. Is that the cheetah? Yes. They have a pair. Oh, of, no, no, the leopards. The leopards. They yeah. have a pair of leopards, and they've got thirty-three cats in this place. But mm. they, but the pair of leopards. When you hear this throaty thing, and you look at the side, and you think. If that was chasing you, I mean, you no just... No chance. You, not a chance. It's got teeth about four inches long. They were ammo leopards, and I think there's only 40 left in the world. Absolutely stunning. Really stunning. Shocking. Well done, Terry and everybody down there. OK, let's, uh, just before we do the, uh, the travel this morning, got a question here from, uh, from Tracy. Please help. She says, I've got a Vista system laptop, recently cannot view uh, 4OD, which is Channel 4 Online, but OK with ITV and BBC. Message reads, the DRM system on your computer is corrupted. What can I do? You have to reinstall the DRM section of your browser. If you go to Microsoft's website, there's a whole explanation. What you do have to remember, though, is when you delete it and reinstall the new one, you will lose all your username and passwords, so make sure you have them handy. But if you go to Microsoft, type in DRM corruption. I wouldn't have them handy. I wouldn't know where they were. Well, that's what you've got to be careful of. So do you know, I'm very lucky. I realised the other day, they did a programme on the television about how many viruses are sent out, and you can buy a computer programme that sends out spam email. Yep. And it's something like $1,000 for a million addresses. Yeah. Not addresses are going to bounce back, but normal ones. Yeah. And, and some of these people get 1,000 spams a day. I know. And I'm thinking, I hardly get any. That's because AOL, you're with AOL, filters it out. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. So mm. there are some people who get 1,000 yeah. spams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, I don't know whether or not you'll know this one. It's uh, from Helen, who uses Firefox as a browser page. Uh, when I type a website to view my favourite sites, they always come up in the address box. When website is selected, there's no browser history, as with Internet Explorer. How can I delete the favourites in the address box? Um, off the top of my head, you're going to have to go and reset, clear the cache. I think you can do that in uh, Firefox. Yeah. I don't, we don't have Firefox in front of us, unfortunately. No. There is a way of emptying everything, and it will forget all the sites that you've been to. Right. So uh, do that. OK. Oh, incidentally, what's inside the new shuffle? Oh, there yes. is a website Lee has sent me. Can click on that. Shall I click on it? Yeah, let's have a look. I'm dying to find out what, what's in... What, don't tell me they're going to show. Here we go. In all, oh, somebody's, <laughs> somebody's taken it apart. <laughs> They've absolutely taken it apart. Yeah. And there it is. Little battery. A little tiny battery. Tiny little chip. 
It's got a true volume of 4,326 cubic millimetres and weighs in at 10.7 grams. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. A MacBook Pro 17-inch laptop weighs the same and that, as 200 that's what's in it. Yeah. Not much. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, Unbelievable. That's, that's, if you look at the back of that, yeah. that's a different version. Oh, is it? Yes, clip. because it's... Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Look at that. Tiny. Can you pick the shuffle out of this line-up here? Very interesting. <laughs> Lee, thank you for that. So it's iPod Shuffle, third generation, the first look. Somebody's you, dismantled it. If you think of the memory sticks that you have for your computer, people are less, slightly smaller than one of those. It is even tinier than you think it is. Yeah. It is tiny. Thank you for that very much indeed. A lot of people are going to be going out today to get those. I should... Uh, I should oh, I have to quick break for the uh, the travel, actually. Uh, 84850, uk, And uh, let's have a quick look at the uh, travel now. With Louise Rundle. Well, the Blackwall Tunnel is still closed southbound. Those. Steve Allen. For what? 18 minutes past uh, 10. Oh, right. All right, 18 minutes. Well, I've done them when you were out doing the tea. Honestly, I'm doing some more. I've only got four to mention here. In fact, Andrew Pierce is with us after 11. Food and drink with Bill Buckley and Simon Calder's here at two. Oh, but I'm quite good at doing these uh, throwing forward, as they say. Well, depending on what you Not throwing eaten. up. Not throwing up, yeah. in case of the, uh, the eating the... F- oh, Starry, I should eat a curry now, actually. But, what, uh, 20 past 10? Absolutely. There's no, listen, you can eat at any time. But uh, Bill's doing uh, food cooked by an Irish chef. Uh, a traditional Irish menu. What, what is traditional Irish menu? Guinness, Guinness, more Guinness. That's right, as much as you can drink. <laughs> and then it's going to be a traditional Irish menu at the Albion Pub in Islington. Mm. That's nice. Apparently there's a St. Patrick's Day march... Taking place celebrations in Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Oh, celebrate Trafalgar Square is it? Yeah. Oh, I wonder what that was. Yeah. Of course, there's only a budget of fifty thousand quid, so I'm looking to see what they can do for fifty thousand quid and comparing it to my own. Uh, from Chris and Darren in Amersham, thinking of getting a Samsung netbook. Yes, I did bid on the high or low competitions, but no luck. Happy to use an external drive for storing videos, photos, files, etc. But my concern is it won't have enough operating power to run heavy software such as video editing stuff and articulate PowerPoint presentation. Does Darren think it's got enough oomph to run biggish software programs? No, it hasn't. It's no. called a netbook for a reason. Yes. It's to go on the net, i.e. check your email, do a little bit of word processing... Yeah. But and nothing. maybe watch the odd video, but yes. not for video editing. Not actually big it enough. It would do it, but you'll be there for hours waiting for it to trundle through. So. Yeah. The other thing I discovered, when I went to Paris the other day, uh, I took my iPhone with me. Did I have to drink the battery power? Why would that have been? Was it connecting to the local networks? Well, it, it came up as orange. Can't wait to see here. your phone bill when it comes in. No, I didn't use it very often. Oh, Luckily, really? only about ten people emailed <laughs> me. That was handy, Were you wasn't taking it? email while you were out there? Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> I can't wait to see your phone bill. It'll be a fortune. Really? Yes. How many times have we said when you go abroad? But I thought we were only in Paris. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> sakes, not that far away. But I did come back, and it was on battery low. Yeah. Well, that's because it's continually looking for networks and things. Oh, right. Ooh, mm. Shall we doing that again? Uh, iPod Shuffle. Can it be connected to my wireless transmitter and my car, like my classic? Mm, no, not the moment. No, it no. can't. It's a shuffle. It's 59 quid's worth of technology. Not yes. a big, expensive one. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Sean reckons that they're going to be uh, announcing the next bit of... A version 3. There's, the um, there's They've a... been hanging this back for ages. There's a... Uh announcement later this week on what's going to be in it yeah but it's going to be a little while before they actually release the software yes yeah. i think they have to shift a few more other phones before they go on to the other ones yeah. uh claire and witten says i've just bought my first ever mac yeah is there any free antivirus software sure uh, is there is um it's called clam x a v c l a m x a v dot com 
You can download it, but you don't need it, actually. Because they don't get viruses. They don't get viruses. This is just double They never get viruses. You could never say never, <laughs> depending what website you go to. Yeah. Be careful what you download. If you go to any old dodgy website and download yeah. something, then you may well cause problems for yourself. Okay. But generally speaking, I have a lot less problems with viruses than the PCs do. OK. Why is my laptop slow? Is it iTunes? No, it probably needs... You know, if, if, you're, I, if your laptop is running... It's me answering it. <laughs> if your laptop's running slow, because mine did this week, generally speaking, turn it off and turn it on again and it will reboot the system. It could be millions of things. You might have to defrag the drive. An expert, that, you know. It could be spyware, adware. Yes. It could be antivirus slowing it down. You've got to run all of those things. iTunes might be one of the problems with it. Turn iTunes off. Right. If it speeds up again, then it's not. Then it is iTunes. When are we going to get this super fast broadband? Well, I've already got it. Oh, have we? Oh, right. Because I have. Left. I don't know what I've got. You've got actually. eight, haven't you? Eight megabytes. How I've fast got... do you want it? Well, faster. Because some mornings it does run very slow, and I think, is it running slow because everybody's on it? Can be a reason. <coughs> it's called throttling. Sorry? It's called throttling. Right. During the evening, lots of uh, ISPs decide to throttle your internet connection because so many people are trying to access the things at the same time. Right. The worst thing are people who are illegally downloading software and music and films. That's mm. what slows it all down. And in response to, uh, I got loads of emails last week when I was warning people about downloading films from the internet and saying that if you're taken off your supplier, there are only two broadband suppliers and uh, you could find it very, very difficult in future. I'm not saying you will, but there well, is a chance. A friend of mine chance. got a bill the other day for £95 because their daughter had da- illegally downloaded music. Really? Yes. They know. You've got to remember that when you're on the internet, your internet service provider knows exactly what you're doing. Exactly. Let that be a lesson to you, Gary. <laughs> he doesn't learn. I've told him about it. He won't learn. <laughs> so everybody knows what you're doing. Of course they do. Uh, right, another one here. It says, when travelling abroad, I can connect to hotel Wi-Fi, but not to the internet. Message reads, have pinged provider, but they've not replied. What does that mean? It means that something probably turned off, well, I you should need, When he says connect to the ho- hotel Wi-Fi, you need the password or the encryption key, because right. it won't be f- open to everybody. Right. That's probably what it means. Right. So it's the encryption but is it key. every you hotel you ever go to, or just yeah, one hotel? just one hotel. If it's every hotel, what, what it means you haven't it? encrypted it. Yeah. Okay. So that's... that's uh, not, oh, actually, incidentally, uh, Daz says, go to yeah. Tools in Firebox, Thank click you. on the clear private data. Yes, that's it, and that'll get rid of yeah. it all. Gives you the option of what to clear, including the cookies oh. and the cache memory. Cache? Is it cache? Cache. It's cache memory, <laughs> is it? <laughs> All right, well, I don't know everything. <laughs> Shall I present the show and you do the questions? You're right, because when I've been to France, you see, everything's A. <laughs> Boulangerie, patisserie. Bon marché. Bon marché. Yes. <laughs> Parlez-vous le français. Exactly, non. exactly the same. I can't use the insert key on my Windows XP laptop. How can I get it to work again? You I have, have no reinstall idea. The reinstall the Go and look in your uh, control panel, look at the um, all the installed devices, uninstall the one that inserts the key... Oh, sorry, I can't use the insert key. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the keyboard's broken, yeah. What yes. does insert key mean? It's what's an insert key? I've got a... Uh, wait a minute, where am I having a look on my keypad? What's an insert key? What does that do? Do we know what the oh, insert that one. key does? Oh, yeah, it's probably broken. It's broken? Yeah. Uh, chuck it out, buy another one. <laughs> OK, right. <laughs> insert, I've never used... The, you know what, I've been using computers for 20 years and I've never used that insert page. Where is it? It's just here. Right, but what, what do you use it for? I don't know. Right. It doesn't work on this one either. <laughs> In fact, it probably doesn't work at all, actually. <laughs> uh, Jill says, I've been sent a video file of a friend's holiday and it won't play in Windows Media Player. 
Um, try VLC player. Go to Google. Yeah. Type in V for Victor, L for Lima, C for Charlie. Mm-hmm. Player. It's free, and that will play virtually any piece of video. Right. Because I tell you what I had trouble with the other day, and I might have to let you have a play with it. Uh, one of those little tiny video cameras, which is about, just about bigger yep. than that thing there. Yeah. And I can't open up the film that I've recorded so far. You have to know what format it's in. Yes. But try it with VLC. I don't quite understand. Apparently, uh, the insert key turns overwrite um, on and off. There you okay, go. that's what the insert oh, I see, key does. Yes. So as you're typing on the uh, uh, word processing, yes. whatever, it will change the way. Yeah. Sounds like the keyboard's broken. Yes, so you can worver stuff, apparently. Whatever that new word what? was. That, I don't know, he obviously missed. <laughs> write over, he was trying to write over. Worver. <laughs> 84850, uh Another one here, very quickly. Um, Some questions, actually, about Tiscally. Yes, a lot of people ask you about Tiscally. What's, what's the latest state of play? Well, Tiscally are having a few financial problems, and Sky were in negotiation to buy them, and apparently Sky have pulled out at the moment. Right. I wouldn't panic if you're on Tiscally, who also own Pipex and lots of other what, bulldog as well. So you should be okay. Someone will buy them. Yes. But uh, wait and see what happens. Okay. Uh, Bev says, bought the flip. Fantastic. Mm. We've used that. We've used yeah. that a it's lot. A video camera. Uh, Maureen says, is this new iPod okay for podcasting? Yes, it is. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's got four gigs on it, so... You get a lot of podcasts onto that. Right. Yep. Okay, so there you go. Uh, 84850, steve at uh, How do you recover a damaged hard drive? There's Lawrence. How do you recover? Depends how badly damaged it is. Yeah. There's lots of disk recovery utilities available online. Um, spend your whole day trying to recover it. It depends right. how valuable the data is on it. Right. Hard drives are so cheap. Now that we're going to buy a new one, yeah, there's stuff one. on there that you want to keep. That's a, I, I lost everything on my hard drive. We couldn't get anything yeah, back from it at all, which was such a shame. Uh, are the iPod shuffles available at most major outlets? Well, they've only just literally come out in the last day, so yeah. you're going to have to wait a while for most places. But okay. yes. Tom in Kent, uh, in Kent, again, the lady with Firefox. Tools, options, Some privacy. privacy. Well, we didn't have it in front of us. So. Yeah. Tools, options, privacy. Okay, yeah. so good luck there. Uh, how do I download podcasts on my T-Mobile G1? Talk to the podcast department here. Yes, talk to the podcast. They're very nice people here, actually. Very, very nice. Um, One here from D says, I'm a new listener to LBC. We're trying to get LBC on my iPhone. And it tells me my phone is not compatible. It's the latest iPhone. I'm not sure why. You will probably have to update the software on the phone. Plug your iPhone in, open iTunes, update the software, and see what happens after that. Yeah, but you can download. I have LBC on my front page now. Yeah. So it's... uh, so it's very, very easy to so do you've it. You've got the latest I, software on your I've got right? the latest software, yeah. but it, it's not that difficult to do, and it means that you've got LBC on your phone. But make sure that you're not paying by the minute, because it'll cost you a lot of money to listen to. Darren's back with us on uh, Tuesday. Thank you very much mm-hmm. indeed. Looking forward to it already. And uh, after the news, we've got uh, more from the papers and your texts and emails. LBC 90... Morning, everybody. If only you could hear the conversations that you can't hear when the microphones are off. It's always it's fascinatingly interesting. It's like TV shows, you know, they all show you the bits behind the scene, you know, when you've seen these things, you know, what they didn't show you here. And I, I quite like that. You could do a whole you could do radio programmes based on the same thing. You couldn't do your radio programmes on that because you wouldn't be allowed to go out before the nine o'clock watershed. Yeah, but strangely enough, and this is Andrew Pierce, just in case you thought that uh, somebody else had wandered in with a silky, sexy, sultry voice, not unsimilar to myself. It is Andrew Pierce. And it's with you after the news at eleven. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I've had two. I've had two two cups of tea this morning, and it was a compliment as well. I think you've been drinking. 
Sorry? I think you've been drinking. Well, I was going to have, but I'm forbidden from mentioning the drink that Julie Peasgood left me. So oh, well, let's have a look. No, you're not allowed to mention it. Oh, right. promise you not, don't mention no. it. OK, promise. I promise. Cubs honour. Cubs honour. OK, that is the drink that Julie's uh, left for me. OK. <laughs> now you know why we can't mention it. <laughs> Although, been in the, has she been in how, the Caribbean? I have no idea where she's been. No, she went to Amsterdam last week. <laughs> I don't think she got it from there, but she said it's, it's a gift, which is very nice. And she it? obviously thought of you. She did. I think you should give your listeners a clue. I, I don't think we could give a clue. And the, and the producer is just writing a resignation letter, even as I speak. Yes. So if I do give a clue, of course now people will be writing and trying to guess what, what, yes. what drink she's left me, and I can't tell you. It looks like a rum. I think we'll just leave it at that, shall we? OK, I think that's now too much information. I told you don't mention it. Gary Jones are now uh, clutching their throats thinking, is this conversation going anywhere? No, further? they're always like that anyway, because yeah. one of them has just had Botox and the other one's tried to stop it moving down his body. Yeah. Well, it's all very worrying. It clearly doesn't work then, Botox. Doesn't work. No, no. well, I'm not, my, my bank manager said that she will close my accounts if I have Botox. Because you'd need so much. Well, she said... It would cost so much. Sorry, I don't hardly need anything. I am the nearest thing to perfection you've probably ever seen. <laughs> talking of drink, talking of that drink. drink, that's what I'm talking about in my first hour. The oh, government, you? Uh, have you seen this in the front page of the Sunday Telegraph oh. and others? Minimum price for alcohol to stop people. Te- it's pathetic. Well, it's... Why do I remember... And it always galls me. I remember having a group of MPs once, sitting in the show. We used to do a round table of MPs every week, and they would come in, and they would fight over, you know, who, yeah. who was talking most and who wasn't. And I remember saying to one of them, a very well-known, much-respected MP, that uh, hard drugs were easily available in most pubs in this country. And this MP said, don't be so silly. You're now scaremongering. I said, I'm telling you, I can walk into, I want you to imagine, six or seven pubs in Twickenham and buy drugs easily. Mm. They're not, they're not selling them behind the counter, but somebody will know somebody in there who sells drugs. And on the subject of drink, you know, putting up the price, it's going to stop people drinking. I don't think so. <sighs> of course it's not. It's just who another tax. with it? This is the chief medical officer. Oh, and uh, we've already got... They're already doing this in Scotland, of course, with devolved power, so yeah. Wales will be next. Maybe Northern Ireland, although probably they need a drink in Northern Ireland at the moment. <laughs> uh, well, they're all in town today. Yeah, well, it's St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. We're Patrick's at, Day. Of course, we're going to be there. Well, it's, um, not, it's not St. Patrick's Day till next week. No, 17th of March. Yeah. And Bor- we're going to chat to Boris, who's on the St. Patrick's Day March. I actually wondered, as Mayor, whether he'd banned silly things like the St. Patrick's well, Day Well, he's, he's cut the budget from 100,000 to 50,000. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, well, they're still doing it. It looks roughly the same as it did last yeah. year. I mean, in recessionary, recession-hit times, do we want it? Maybe it's just a good excuse to have a good party. Who introduced it? Was it Ken? Oh, it would have been Ken Livingstone, for sure. And um, they, I just, just caught a glimpse of um, Michael Ball the other day, and... Mm. Um, because I guess he's doing yet another play, and he was talking about he's his... He's doing Hespray. Yeah, he's t- talking about his other, ha- his other half, Cathy McGowan. Mm, yes. They've been they, together a long time, They've lived together they? a long, long time now. Long time. In fact, they go on holiday and everything. But uh, he's, he's just signed... He's, he's finishing, I think, July in Hairspray. I, su- I stood next to him at Prom in the Park uh, a couple of years ago. Hang on, wait, wait a minute. And he, he was... Another name I've dropped, sorry. Yeah, no, and he was so fat... And but he said he'd put the weight on to take part in hairspray, but yeah. you just got the impression. I did say, "What's what's the matter with padding? You don't it really doesn't work with padding, don't you think? No, you you can have fat suits, but they're not mm. the same. It does work better for him. The thing is, will he ever get it off? Probably not. That's the pr- well. I, when As when he, he did older, aspects of love, yeah. he had to lose a lot of weight because I think at one point he had to walk around stage in his pants. It's 
not, a, it's not something to contend with as people are having their croissants well, and coffee, Steve. Having their croissants and coffee. I mean, I'll tell you the, the thing that worries me more, that the story from the papers this week, about the, uh, the taxi rapist, John Warboys. Unbelievable. And this is a man driving a black licence cab. Yeah. What worries me is the one thing you do trust are the licence cabs. Yeah. You know, you're standing there by the side of the road and you want a licence cab. Some of and vi- this thing turns up. Some of his victims were actually about to get into unlicensed uh, fly-by-night cabs. Come in with me, dear. Might have been be safer. safer. They suspect up to 500 victims. Yes. No joined up thinking, even though there are about 14 separate complaints to the police about black cab drivers. And, the, you know, another disaster Are they? The I mean, I'm not too familiar with how it works. I know, are they vetted, the black cab drivers? Do they run through criminal records oh, and I'm stuff sure like that? Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm right. sure they do, because you're in a unique position of trust with a black cab driver, because often, if you're a tourist or something, you've no idea where you're going. Yes, yes. And you yes, have to rely right. that they're taking you in the right direction. Well, I'm not a tourist, and I'm still never too sure I'm being taken no. in the right direction. Use the tube. Sorry? Use I the don't tube. use the tube. Don't you? No, I don't. I do. Not very good on I'm a tube. public transport boy. Yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll do a bus or something like that, but I don't mm. do a tube, thank you. I get claustrophobic and horrible. hate it. hate it. Mm. So you're going to talk about Northern Ireland. Talk about that. Uh, and, um, and Bridget Grant's my friend today, the lovely yeah. writer and broadcaster. is always a hoot. Talk matters culture with her, because I can with her, unlike with you, Steve, so that'll be quite nice. Listen, uh, I don't think the having theater. a happy meal at McDonald's on a Saturday night <laughs> qualifies you to talk <laughs> culture. <laughs> I really don't. So I'll look forward to that. And um, I saw Carol Malone the other day. Yes. Your She's still, still got the same hair. She has. She needs to uh, She needs to get that hair trimmed off, definitely. I imagine she's like a lot of people in the Red Tops, just waiting for Miss Goody. I see she's in all the papers again. Yes. Well, I said to Bridget at the beginning of the programme, we're now told by tomorrow morning, then Max Clifford says she's on the edge of a precipice, and then somebody else says she's going to be seeing Shilpa Shetty next week. Uh, who do you believe in the papers now? You're in the papers. Who do well, you believe? Um, the, the truth is, I'm not very interested uh, mm. in truth. I notice that Piers Morgan's much vaunted last interview with her has not taken place because I suspect she's too ill. I think she's too ill to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, from what I understand, she thought she was asleep for most of the day. Mm. Anyway, lovely to have seen you. Oh, that's it, is it? Well, the producer said you've got to go, so... What food have we got today? What treats? You haven't got anything. Oh, it's those manky oranges that the Baroness moans about. Oh, honestly, do you know, you can't win, can you? She says... I think you'll find these are Chinese mandarins. She actually threw one of those at me across the studio and said, manky flipping treats. I said, don't do this, She's very common, isn't she, for somebody in the House of Lords? I said, don't do this, because Steve Allen will be listening and he'll be upset. Yes, I shall be going... Anyway, anyway, lovely to see you. She's a Labour peer, after all. Yeah, oh, well, that accounts for everything, doesn't it? Lovely to see you. Bye-bye. That's nice. You're saying that my time. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's nice to actually chat to somebody who, who can string two words together in this day and age. Great tie, thank you. Andrew Pierce is after the news at 11 o'clock this morning, and uh, he'll be taking your phone calls as well, including the much-talked-about St Patrick's Day parade and the, uh, the slashing of the budget as well. Sandra and Gordon says, We too have wondered... Just how much of the infamous ascent of Kilimanjaro cost and what it achieved. It would have been easier to support these so-called celebrities if they'd actually done something useful, such as working in a hospital or a hospice. This was nothing more than an overhyped, pointless and expensive exercise in self-publicity. Incidentally, it is possible to reach the top of Kilimanjaro, which used to be in Kenya, but was given to her German ancestors by Queen Victoria, so that Tanganyika could also have a snow-capped mountain, by motorbike, so walking up it isn't too arduous. We have pointed out before, as you know, that uh, it is a stroll in the park up Kilimanjaro. And you're quite right. They haven't actually done anything useful like working in a hospice. Why we can't have these people doing something like that, I've got no idea. It is self-publicity. You don't seriously think that any of these people on there are doing it for any other reason apart from being on the television. 
Sandra and Gordon say, sadly, we don't have any snow-capped mountains. Our only current celeb appears to be uh, Miss Myerson <coughs> in the Republic, but I shall check eBay later. Thank you very much indeed. I agree. Snow-capped mountains. How lovely. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, don't forget, you can check out our YouTube video. Type in Steve Allen Snow Leopard, and you'll see uh, the lovely pictures which we took yesterday down there. Absolutely fantastic. Rob says, uh, London Black Cabbers do, ha- do have a CRB check when they start the knowledge. Quite clearly, it needs to be done again. If this man was able to commit, they reckon, up to 500 rapes. Up to 500 rapes. I mean, it's just phenomenal, isn't it? Absolutely phenomenal. And you do worry, because we're, we're supposed to trust these people. We really are. Uh, security surrounding Princes William and Harry has been stepped up. I don't think so. There's a picture of Prince Harry wearing his pink uh, nail varnish the other day out on the town, because he spends most of his time in nightclubs, I'm afraid. No matter what the, uh, the palace will actually tell you, he does spend a lot of time in nightclubs. Madonna's painful quest to look like her daughter. Little bit sad, I'm afraid. Little bit sad. Uh, also, Michael Jackson... And uh, Geraint Jones is telling you in the Express today how the touts have stolen your tickets. Many, 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 many thousands of tickets went to touts. And that's why you go to eBay, type in Michael Jackson tickets, and you just see how many touts have bought them. Absolutely thousands of them. Absolutely thousands. We do like the story, (coughs) excuse me, of the people who are opening up their houses and cooking food. Sunday Express tells you about that, and Julie Peasgood found it. it. It's like going to a friend's house for dinner... But, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you actually pay for the, the privilege of going there. Uh, Kerry Dreary Katona. I'm not remotely interested in Kerry Katona's lack of money or whatever. The woman was always a fool. Once a fool, always a fool. Uh, second husband already, and she's achieved nothing. She's a, a great little actress. They should put her in her thing, because the fake crocodile tears and the whole, the whole rubbish, I'm afraid. I couldn't care less. I really couldn't care less. Uh, Steve, go to Bordeaux on the train. Lovely city, lovely journey, cheaper than Paris. Anywhere's got to be cheaper than Paris. If you podcast the programme later, you'll discover that Paris is lovely, but at a price. And uh, do take some good walking shoes. Lots of walking, but a nice city to go to. Very, very nice city to go to. So go visit uh, that one. Uh, more on uh, Jade Goody. Although, as Andrew Pierce said, he's not remotely interested. Not remotely interested. Carol Malone's column, always worth reading. Talking especially about uh, Julie Myerson and Big Eggs. And she says, huge respect to the Kilimanjaro Nine. Quite clearly, Carol, you've not studied it properly. Good journalists would always check out the facts. It's a walk in the park, Kilimanjaro. They didn't sit there with oxygen cylinders. They didn't have to carry anything at all. They were ferried down by helicopter and then flown home by a plane. (coughs) I'm telling you now that if Chris Moyles can walk up Kilimanjaro, anybody can do it. He is vastly overweight, vastly unfit. It's easy Peasy, lemon squeezy. So, no big respect, Carol, at all. Put it this way, you could have done it in heels. It's as easy as that. Somebody put up the tents, somebody cooked their food, they were pampered every bit of the way. It was an ego trip. That's all it was. Quarter to 11. Travel, Louise Rundle. Well, on the roads at the moment, the Blackwater. Steve Allen. Just to tell you, Steve, the only Paris that's cheap is the Hilton one. Thank you for that. And Sean says, I saw the film Bronson last night. The guy playing him was superb. Would recommend it. Surprisingly, only 20 people in the cinema, though. I should imagine, because it leaves most people absolutely cold. Why would you be remotely interested in somebody? His name's not even Bronson anyway. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Thank you to Ray from uh, Woodford Green. Thank you for the DVD. Very much appreciated. A source of constant amazement to me, you are, Ray. Thank you very much indeed for that. Look forward to seeing you as well later. Uh, there's also the Muslim preacher in the News of the World today. This is a man who, who branded a shocked female radio presenter a prostitute. 
which were quite quite horrific, especially as the person in question was our very own Petri Hoskin. And uh, that's made the paper today. But strange enough, the Muslim hate preacher who led this baying mob against the homecoming British troops is actually raising uh, and raking in thousands in benefits. Unless he's disabled, or perhaps that's wishful thinking, I see no reason why he should be raking in any money at all. Uh, they say he's, uh, he's a lying 29-year-old crazed cleric, and he gets 220 quid a fortnight in unemployment handouts, jointly with his wife, who's 30. Why do we just not take people's benefits away? I've never understood in this month. I'm terribly sorry. You do that. You've lost everything. OK, do, do whatever you like. Couldn't care less. Go take it to the Court of Human Rights. Just, just go anywhere. Just stop sponging. Do something. Do something with your life. Uh, very worrying at the moment. They're all saying that they're going to be axing ten major members of Hollyoaks. Now, to be honest with you, I couldn't name three members of Hollyoaks, but they're going to ax ten of them. Uh, a lot of people, there's an online petition now to try and save Heartbeat. And I'm told they've got a million people who have signed this online petition. I didn't, it was not even a million people watching Heartbeat. Incidentally, for those people who aren't aware of it, it, was, uh, it plays lots of 60s tunes, so it's actually quite nice. But they've got about two years' worth of the programme still, still left on the shelf, so they can, they can show that again and again and again and again, which is quite good, I suppose. Um, uh, another one here from Brenda says, Don't you like Ken Livingstone? No. <laughs> there you go. I'm allowed not to like people, uh, which is shame. She says, uh, and also Carol does need to do something about her hair. Yes, I agree. It's an old style now. It's obviously been around on her head for quite a few years, but it now needs to be shorter and to bring her more in and keep because too much of it. It looks like it takes big rollers and I don't think big rollers are particularly good. Uh, Steve, all London licensed taxi drivers need to be or used to be controlled by the public carriage office under the Met Police and they were subject to stringent checks. However, the Labour government, this one, took control away from the Met Police. It's now run by the GLC. They also allow so-called licensing of minicabs. Similar situation happened to the drivers of London buses who used to have to master the London transport skid patch at Chiswick before they were allowed to drive a bus. Standards have dropped over the years. That's why no buses ran recently when there was some snow as the drivers aren't trained properly. I agree with you. I mean, years ago, we had snow in London. In fact, we always had snow in London. Then all of a sudden, snow in London, we can't run the buses. Because nobody's got the faintest idea how to deal with them. Steve Kilimanjaro. My dear dad strolled up that mountain in 1942 with two mates. No climbing necessary at all. He says, by the way, I know you hate Kerry, but fake crocodile tears? Surely that amounts to real tears. No, it doesn't. Not with Kerry Katona, I'm afraid. I mean, she's just confused generally in her life. Almost as delusional as Fern Cotton. Little old me, Fern. All light-headed, wild-eyed, tongue-tied and breathless. Possibly the most useless presenter it's ever been our misfortune to have on the television. She couldn't do the Oscars. She can't actually present anything. It is a bloke with a bit of makeup and a, and a frock on. Unfortunately, dreadful. This time she was halfway up Kilimanjaro, the big red nose climb, or as we call it, a stroll in the park. Nine celebrities in inverted commas. Why she's one of them, I've got no idea. They read a, read a, made a right old mountain out of the whole thing. In fact, even Ian Highland says what I've been saying here. You know, Kilimanjaro is hardly K2 or Everest. In fact, if you can deal with altitude sickness and a slight chill, it's little more than a stroll. And with that army of local porters on hand, the only baggage any of this lot were carrying came in the shape of their own sapping egos. Chief drama queen, Ben Shepherd. This is the most painful and relentless thing I've ever put myself through. Really? This is a man who sat on the sofa with Fiona Phillips for years, but also co-hosted an entire series of Who Dares Wins. 
ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, strangely enough, eyebrows raised at uh, Piers Morgan's old stories with Katie Jordan, Price, Andre, whatever she's called now. Uh, in fact, we'd heard it all before. There was nothing new on there at all, I'm afraid. But it's just a shame because all we wanted to know is who did your atrocious makeup? And yet Piers is constantly telling us he's asking the questions we all want to ask. Most of us want to ask the question, who does your makeup? Did you used to be a bloke? And can you talk about anything apart from your dreary sex life? Very boring, I'm afraid. Dancing on Ice, I will be watching. It's going to be, isn't it? That little thing from Brookside who turned up the other day. And uh, please, God, it can't be Colleen. Oh, and by the way, this is from... Um, Robbie Collins, News of the World, the film critic there. Dear James Corden and Matthew Horne, your new film, Lesbian Vampire Killers, stinks. Okay, Just like the rest of your act. It's absolute rubbish. Good on Gavin and Stacey, but the film, pants. Don't waste your time or your money or your effort. You know, go and knit a tea cosy. They're far more fun. Good news is that Chantel and Chanel, Daily Star Star Birds, are very close now. And, in fact, they're so close that uh, Chanel, uh, otherwise known for... I think, uh, hasn't had, uh, has hair extensions, a bit like Chantel, who's living the dream of being vacuous. And it's fantastic. So now you've got two vacuous people. But the good news is, with airbrushing, you can probably go on for about another year until the public go, why don't you just get out of my paper, for goodness sake. Britney Spears wants to be a Baptist minister. It's good news, isn't it? I don't mind that. I don't mind that. And um, the world of wrestling is mourning the death of, and I've never heard of this guy, Andrew Test Martin, he was a WWE star, died at 33. Police broke into the apartment and found him dead. I've got no idea. These people just look a bit plumped up to me. You know, they look as though they sort of take steroids. It's like, I was watching the television the other day. You watch the Antiques Roadshow, and I look at all the experts, and I like them. Because they look like experts. Flip over the other side, ITV, David Dickinson's Real Deal. They all look like people you wouldn't trust with anything. I wouldn't trust any of these people. They all look dodgy. There's something to matter with all of them on there. You look at them and you think you're a bit like David Dickinson. I don't like him either. But you, the Antiques Roadshow, you believe them. The Arthur Neguses, the people who, who genuinely sat down and said, all oh, these cabriol legs here, lovely stuff, this is worth £2,000. And people got really excited. You turn on David Dickinson and this oil slick hoves into view and it just makes me feel a bit queasy, I'm afraid. And then they've got the so-called experts and they just don't look nice. Something about them. They're the sort of people you go into a shop and they look at you and you think, I don't like you at all, I'm afraid. Uh, a lot of people flocking to see uh, David Beckham. It's so funny, actually. He has to be airbrushed to make him look interesting. When he smiles, he just looks a bit geeky. And uh, all those trailer trash tattoos looking a bit tatty. A little bit tatty, I'm afraid. Uh, here's Bianca Gascoigne looking as tatty as she ever could do. God knows what the hell you think you're looking at. But she was walking the catwalk at Liverpool Fashion Week. Surely a joke there somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. Liverpool and fashion? I don't think so. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. The wealthy people couldn't even buy their own kits, their rucksacks. I wonder who paid for that. Probably the charity they were supporting. Well, it was a very expensive uh, way of doing it. I would, be, uh, I would be happier if all these so-called celebrities, and frankly, we don't have any celebrities. Just because you do a radio programme doesn't make you a celebrity. You know, I'd be far happier if they went to work in a hospice and, uh, and realised what life was like there, as opposed to going for a stroll up a mountain, eating food that somebody else has cooked. They didn't have to do anything at all. Just ridiculous. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. Steve, you are harsh. Don't think Fern thought the climb was a piece of cake. Well, uh, I think she should have done, because she's a bigger fool than I think. Well, there you go. While Chris Moore has climbed a mountain, 
Steve Allen sat in a studio. I know, but probably raised far more money. Far more money. Uh, and that's it. Who were the nine? The only names I keep hearing were Fern and uh, Chris Moyle, Cheryl C, Gary and Ben Shepherd. The others you've never heard of, I'm afraid. The others you've never heard of. There was a couple of... Um, there was somebody else from Girls Aloud and there was somebody who wasn't from Girls Aloud. I don't know. No idea who they are. No idea. Um, they're going to be talking about kids of nine with the alcoholic symptoms. So, in other words, they become alcohol. We went, I drove the other day past Ladbrook Grove, and there were two young kids in the middle of the road, hoodies on. One was a rather fat, obese child who thought it was quite clever to stick two fingers up at cars. I wanted to run him over, but the person I was with was a bit more charitable and said, no, they're like that all the time around here. They just stand in the road thinking they're big, clever little boys. Unfortunately, they weren't. They look like complete and utter prats, I'm afraid. And that's probably, you know, the, the rest of the... Uh, the time they're out there thieving and robbing from the local shopkeepers who have to put up with it. It's appalling, really, isn't it? Steve, the biggest whinger on Kilimanjaro was Cheryl Cole by miles. What a spoilt little thug-moaner she is, says Claudia. I agree with you. I don't, they all do it because they're on television. I don't think they know anything about these things. It's great, isn't it? They all go out there, they film them with people who haven't got anything at all, and they then call it charity. And charity, as you know, is a big business now. A big business. That's it. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at five. Have a great St. Patrick's Day if you're coming to Trialka Square. After the news, it's Andrew and LBC. You probably didn't know it's 